0: i'm gonna sneeze go for it and now that i've said that my body is refusing to sneeze god damn it okay oh wait i think i'm gonna sneeze for real now son of a bitch come, oh, come the on. fuck on dude god damn it it was right there i i just i know i need to warn you before it happens <laughs> you know what, man? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna let it happen, and we'll just have to deal with it, I guess.
1: Welcome to Director video
0: VHS?
1: VHS, a podcast where we pair movies like Fine Wine. These were kinda weird ones. Here's the thing. We're gonna go into this, and it's gonna be clear from the beginning that neither of us are the target audience for these films.
0: I have never, you know, and it's been a lot, it's been a grip since I watched a movie and felt so untargeted because I am yeah. a, I am a male, uh, in his, uh, early to mid twenties. I'm not Caucasian, but most of my interests align with those of a Caucasian male in my demographic. Pretty much everything in the world is made f- for me. Uh, which sucks and is bad. And I will say this,
1: I I watch a lot of stuff that isn't necessarily made for me, but definitely isn't made to exclude me. I watched this and I was like, geez, I watch like kid shows and even like girly kid shows. And I've never felt so not Not a
0: part of this. Here's the thing though, right? Is I love so many TV shows that are traditionally aimed at girls and women, but this still felt aimed at, At a specific demographic of child that I was never a part of.
1: Yeah, you ever had to watch... Okay, maybe you haven't, but I was uh, babysitting my nephew, and we watched a couple episodes of PJ Masks.
0: I have no idea what the fuck this is. It's a
1: terrible television show.
0: Okay, I am looking this up.
1: Wherein three children become three superheroes. And each episode, one of the children is doing something obnoxious and the other ones tell him to stop it. But he does it the whole episode until they they realize, no, I shouldn't do that. And then they save the day.
0: So this is apparently based on a book series. Uh, that is that is
1: insane. That's the craziest thing you've ever said it, to me. It, anyway, it's well. the look, point let is... Let me get it,
0: I just want to say it is a French book series called Le Pijamasque.
1: That's amazing. The, uh, the, the point is, that's sort of what this felt like to me
0: uh it felt like a tv show but here's the thing t- is
1: a tv show that that just didn't it was just it, it was just do it was beautiful except for at kind of the
0: faces sometimes the actually f- the faces Any time there's a point in the second movie where it really zooms in on some lips and i was not about it i was like whoo too close to the model too close to the model <laughs> But it's I feel like it's there to be pretty so like a little girl will watch it and be quiet mm-hmm. but here's the thing is there is no there's no TV show attached to this at all. yeah, but there are like six movies there's like six movies there's like fucking gosh one, two, uh three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, what are you 20, counting? 21, 22, what, 23, what are you 24, 25, 26, 27, 28 Wait. chapter books. Okay, jeez. Okay. Oh, were you Woo! getting scared? <laughs> chapter I, books. First I was
1: scared and then I was incredulous and then I was confused. <laughs> chapter? That's still a lot. Um, uh, Yeah, but you can have multiple art authors cranking those out. That makes sense.
0: There was also a, a trilogy of novels. There's also a series of teaching kids how to read books.
1: Now, see, that makes the
0: most sense. To right. Me. That one is good. There's also like leveled reading books for like uh, schools and stuff. A magazine. Another series of chapter books. The thing about all
1: this stuff is that it's so female that it seems like something that would have happened 10 or 20 years
0: ago well so that's the thing is we have to remember that this did start 11 years ago
1: fuck man that
0: tinkerbell came out You're right 11 like years ago yeah so <sighs> like we we're right, we're at okay. the zeitgeist of kind of that era of like late aughts where people and every facet of media were like we need to make stuff for girls and women and everyone's like, what? Y- you, yeah, but I feel like...
1: Well, the problem was always marketing the gender-neutral stuff towards boys, is what happened. Well,
0: that's the thing is, is like...
1: That's the weird thing. 2008, they we're still really big into, like, those, um, my cousin had these Nerf guns for girls.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Nerf yeah.
1: gun, but it was pink. Like,
0: that stuff was still everywhere. Let's talk about the Disney Fairies franchise, uh, which was created in 2005. So it took them a whole three-ass years before they came out with the feature film, quote-unquote. Before unquote. they made
1: a movie? Yeah, man. Wow. Th-
0: this Which, exp- which explains well, to this me... This movie doesn't seem rushed, though. Here's the thing, is it... Boy, is the plot weird. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this movie's plot that I don't understand. I thought at first, oh, maybe there was like a TV show because it feels like there's like a TV show or something attached to it. I don't know. It's, it's. I mean, the way it starts made me think there definitely wasn't. Right, but then the way it treats some of its other characters. Take our minds back to 2008. And then let's take our minds even further as a weird CGI baby. Laughs. That
1: baby is so weird looking. Even before the baby though, we see the Disney Fairies get their own logo, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious because they were 100% sure there was going to be more of these movies. They knew,
0: and that's and the thing is is from what I can tell, all of this whole franchise lasted like 10 years from 2005 to about 2016. So they had mm-hmm. the Disney Fairies logo lasted as long as the marvel cinematic universe has lasted right yikes uh before it was kind of before it kind of just i assume faded into obscurity because all of those little girls became adults or teenagers at least right so
1: stop being quite so into fairies cin- or, tinkerbell jeez I, almost I said
0: cinderella i'm curious if there is now in a certain generation's mindset this idea of a fairy girl, the way we have, like, horse girls and dolphin girls, and, you know?
1: Stop. Hmm? Oh! Oh! Oh, no, I know what you mean. Okay. What the hell did but, you think I meant? Well, when you said dolphin girl, I was like, do you mean mermaid? No! No, I do not. <laughs> uh but no, you mean, like, when I was a kid, there was a
0: girl who every day pretended to be a horse at recess that's not quite what i meant but it fits that kind of i think that th- there was always this like sub genre of interest right that i feel like target like i know that when i, I remember when i was a kid all of the boys were into uh oh like there is a there is a generation of Yu-Gi-Oh kids yeah that's true one of them is sitting here right now is it me it's you tony this is an intervention <laughs>
1: I feel like we're getting off topic.
0: Right. So Disney fairies, the cinematic universe starts with Tinkerbell in 2008. Let's talk about this baby and this creepy CGI baby. Florence from Florence and the Machine, I assume, (sighs) is doing the narration because whoever this woman is, her voice has such a dreamlike quality to it. Can I tell you why this, this bait, this, this scene sucks? Go for it. Is it because the baby's laugh haunts this song for the entirety of the song? Because that's what bothered me.
1: No, it's that. It is. Tying fairies to humans brings up, like, a lot of uncomfortable questions. Mm-hmm. So, a fairy is born the first time a human baby laughs. Yes. That is fucking weird. Uh huh. And it means that there are exactly as many fairies as there are humans. Mm -hmm. But a fairy's job basically seems to be dealing with nature. And humans traditionally do the opposite. We're kind
0: of very Uh, anti-nature.
1: Just like off the bat, it was super weird. Also, I don't know what I expected from the top of this movie, but it was not watching Tinkerbell being born. It's
0: such a weird... Thing you don't expect this movie to be an origin story, nobody has ever sat down and gone. But where did Tinkerbell come from?
1: I think somebody did say, I think there's like a throwaway line in a Peter Pan book about where she comes from. I had assumed this would be about Tinkerbell
0: after her adventures with Peter Pan, after Peter Pan decides to, you know, grow up or like during. Like,
1: maybe she has other shit going on. It would be interesting to see Tinkerbell with other shit going on every once in a the,
0: while. The logistic of this movie, though, is that this all takes place before Tinkerbell goes off and has fun with Peter, right? Yes. Which, what what happened? Was she be ostracized by the fairy community? Uh, or maybe the fairy community collapsed down to its barest essentials, and that's why World War I happened. Because um, there was no one around shit. to take care of to take care of nature, so humans were allowed to run rampant.
1: The point is, a burst scene seems weird, it's... unnecessary at best, and at worst, literally the most confusing thing about this movie. Because every other every time Tinkerbell has a problem, I think, well. She's been alive for 14 hours. That's
0: the thing. So... (laughs) Nobody explains to her anything, and yet they are always surprised when she doesn't know something. Like, the whole... She's fucking new here. This whole movie could have been solved if Pixie Hollow, the name of the fairy community, uh, is Pixie Hollow. If Pixie Hollow had, like, uh, some sort of a public schooling system that wasn't just sorting hats. Uh, Okay, 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 so... We, the baby laughs. Florence from Florence and the Machine is like, oh, uh, who takes care of nature? Fairies. Yeah,
1: yeah and, and and we're not going to get into why why all this narration sucks it's all the time. So, it's too. so long, and it goes nature on Nature can take so care long. of its goddamn self. <laughs> like, also, also it, it goes into like this song that's um, vaguely Celtic. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of into the song i don't know it sounded like a fake version of real songs but that's but that's why i didn't like it
0: it. i was like why couldn't they just get an act it was like is there not like a celtic song that they could have used about like mystical nature shit
1: Tinkerbell is like represented as a um, like a
0: dandelion fluff right
1: yeah the dandelion fluff
0: lands and it becomes like this this girl becomes tinkerbell it becomes yeah it just becomes well so no it becomes bell because that's her name her we find out that her name is bell hey hey
1: hey okay wait that but the thing is the thing i hate about that is at first i was like oh that's clever and then everybody calls her tink the rest of the movie which which would be like like, what the fuck guys be
0: like it would be like if it would be like if it would be like if what would it be like it would be like if Uh, me, a man named Andy, got a job as a janitor, and everyone called me Jan. Hey, what's going on, Jan? I'd be like, hey, what's going on, dick fuck? Student? I'm gonna call you Stu, because you're an asshole. That's not my name, it's my title! Everyone calls her Tink, and it's so weird. Especially because later she, like, pushes against being a Tinker. Yeah, and everyone still calls her Tink, and it's like...
1: Nobody calls her Belle <laughs> Nobody calls her Belle It's crazy the, the, one, the one guy with the glasses calls her Ms. Belle mm-hmm.
0: sometimes And we'll get into that guy Because that guy That guy's uh, weird That His whole thing Every time he shows up and talks I just really want to listen to I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles Like his accent is perfectly <laughs> That song I, I just kept waiting wait, for wait. him to, to burst out and sing it <laughs>
1: ah so um tinkerbell is born and and and, like every fairy is watching her by the way every fairy knows her and is watching her so like good first day i guess. shouldn't there
0: be like billions of fairies not billions obviously i'm being facetious but
1: a lot of fairies but I, i but actually i think billions
0: uh billions is it's a lot i i still think it's too many uh, I, like, one for every time a baby has laughed you the gotta, first time, you gotta right? think a lot of babies just haven't ever laughed. Holy shit. So here's a fun hey, fact. Hey, Andy? Yeah, what's Thanks up? Thanks for introducing the most depressing idea to me. <laughs> no problem. But I will say this. This is something that I do think is interesting, which is that I believe in certain Native American cultures, when a baby isn't, like, truly born, quote-unquote, like, when a baby's born, it's born. But it's not celebrated until a baby laughs for the first time, because that's... I think in Native American culture, a sign that it has been chosen by uh, a spirit. I I I don't know the terminology because this is I'm not I'm not Native American. But I I remember reading a very interesting story, a short story, uh, written by a Native American about the whole experience. And I remember thinking that that was super cool. Uh, but this isn't super cool. This is the kind of the opposite of that, where she just wakes up and is being just watched by like five thousand fairies
1: yeah and um they give her this um what do they call it she has to like choose her calling she has to her choose calling her, talent.
0: Her. her talent her talent they literally just oh call it they call, talent.
1: it they call it
0: talent the whole time which makes it way worse later all of the other talents have orbs like just orbs 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 and then there's just a hammer <laughs>
1: I thought she was gonna be like a murder fairy.
0: I I was I thought I thought that my first thought was because I'm a because I'm a genius, I'm a great writer is oh yeah. obviously she's not gonna get picked by anything. It took her so long to
1: get picked by something I just assumed she was going to be an outcast right? I put it in my notes
0: I get it she's gonna, gonna be, be an different. outcast. I did the same thing I was like, but I also got mad because, in my opinion, she should have been... There should have been a little gas lamp, and that should have been her talent, is gaslighting children. Because that's all she does she's in the dead. Peter Pan movies, <laughs> is fucking gaslight Wendy like a motherfucker.
1: Uh, also, uh, this was the moment that Lucy Liu was going to be an anti-hero wind fairy. But I guess she's more of a villainous wind fairy. Is that Lucy Liu? I thought Lucy Liu was the water fairy. No, Lucy is the, the bad one. Really? I believe so.
0: I thought Lucy Lou was the water fairy. Uh, well, I need to double check yeah. this because I...
1: That's thats what I found why I looked it up, but I couldn't... I, uh, now that you question me, I can't swear by it.
0: I'm going to the wiki. <laughs> nope, Lucy Lou is the water fairy. Who's the wind fairy? Pamela Adlon, who is just a voice actress. Well that's weird because you know what that character is in the next movie but didn't say anything. So I just assumed, so assumed could it get was Lucy, Lucy Lou. Lou back. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I remember looking in the credits uh for the first movie that Silvermist who is the water fairy was Lucy Lou. Um okay. while we're on the
1: topic though, uh, the- Chris Kristen Chenoweth is also in this. That's Yeah, that's Kristen Chenoweth,
0: the voice I picked up really quick. Like Raven Simone from That's So Raven is in this? Yep. <laughs> Uh, may Mae Whitman is playing Tinkerbell, which is a pretty damn good get. Like, she's a fantastic voice actress.
1: Uh, so Tinkerbell becomes a tinkerer
0: A Tinker Fairy, yes. Yeah, she's chosen by a hammer. Uh, can only be wielded by the worthy. She is henceforth known as Tinkerbell. It's a that, was, joke. that
1: was yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good.
0: Uh, but the entire time that she is getting chosen by the hammer, there's this. This stick in the mud rival fairy who's like, I don't like the cut of this new girl's gym. Which is like, kind of like saying, I don't like the look of this baby. I hate this baby. <laughs> this baby fucking sucks. I, this baby's giving me the fucking stink eye. And the crazy thing
1: is, when you actually hear about like all, what all of her duties are, I don't understand why she, how she can be like, um,
0: a rival? No, um, a character.
1: no I, i i don't understand how she can be uh like unsure of herself enough to be like picking fights like this because she literally brought tinkerbell to the tree because one of her fucking jobs is if there's a new fairy you have to use the wind to catch it and bring it all the way to neverland i don't know man I don't, I don't know what her fucking deal is.
0: It, and it, the, the problem is, is that she has about 10, 11 lines in this movie. She's kind of like the
1: second or third most important character, but they don't spend any time on her.
0: The thing is, is that this is... Here's the thing, and I'm just going to say this outright. This is a movie where not a lot happens for a very long time. And then a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter happens all in a row. And then the movie ends. And yeah, so she's a tinkerer, which is code for she's a nerd. She's one of the nerd fairies.
1: And as I watched this, I thought, man, it was close to the end that I came to realize that somebody decided to make a movie about Tinkerbell getting into STEM. And like... I couldn't decide how I felt about
0: that. Because on the one hand, it's good. Sure. Here's the thing.
1: It's not a bad idea. Okay, let me see. Let me see if I can just find my note. Because I remember getting real annoyed by this. Okay, yes. So it has this weird at odds odds message. That Uh one, STEM is as glamorous as any other skill. Uh Uh-huh. And two, if you're not good at something, you shouldn't keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like she's good at tinkering and then nothing. She tries to learn other skills and she can't and everybody just tells. It's hard to write a movie where the point is to accept what you have and not want more.
0: It's a very Wizard of Oz. Yeah,
1: that sounds like a pretty shitty message. And I sort of understand the message they're trying to get across.
0: They really trip over their own feet. Maybe they should have tinkered a better story. So, oh, right. Anyway, um,
1: that's the tinkerers tinkered their...
0: Their job is to support bit. the rest of the nature fairies by giving... building the tools and supplies that they need to do their job.
1: I can understand why that doesn't seem glamorous, And but here's what I thought. I thought, those fucking winter fairies, they get three seasons off And I bet Tinker Fairies are working all the goddamn time.
0: Seriously, though.
1: Because they're IT and everybody else has like specialist stuff that only comes up
0: once a year. What I think they're doing those three months that they're supposedly have off is they're actually just working for the next season change. Because from what I can tell about the 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 way that the fairy society has set up working towards setting up the next season is to have no room for error no room for schedule changes and no room for any form of mistakes whatsoever because they are done the day it's due no sooner no later uh and if anything at all goes wrong the world and society just collapses
1: which is crazy because i know that you haven't lived very uh, really lived Uh in a place with seasons
0: I thought you were gonna say, I know you haven't lived very long.
1: I was gonna say very long in a place of seasons, but I decided that, like, whatever, I'll I'll switch halfway and it made it a weird sentence. But spring doesn't always come the same goddamn day. It has snowed in June, so you just gotta roll with it. Sometimes it's late. The fairies as, like, weird clockmakers
0: is weird. It's definitely not something that makes any goddamn sense. So... This movie, I feel like, is a movie that was maybe written by a lot of people. Because it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but the person who was in charge of writing the jokes for this movie... Fucking solid. Right? Must have really loved their job. Because every once in a while, this movie throws out a joke that is subtle. It's a lot like a nice flower arrangement. When you notice it, it's beautiful. But it's not meant to be noticed.
1: <laughs> it, there are some good, solid jokes in this movie. It's basically the thing that made me unable to hate it is that somebody was sitting down and just banging out some good comedy.
0: <laughs> it, it very much feels like they had a room full of people who were like, God, how do we make, we, we're we all a bunch of dudes and we're trying to make stuff for girls. <laughs> and then there was one guy who was like, you know, this is a good time for me to do a good solid five minutes of material. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because I think the first joke that we get is the, the mouse. When uh, Tinkerbell asks if the mouse's name is Cheese, and Goggles' response is, well, it must be. He always comes when we yell it
1: yep that's pretty good
0: fantastic Mwah. beautiful uh like a like a a high falutin meal i cannot i don't know what fancy food is i was gonna say spaghetti oh, but don't know if spaghetti's <laughs> fancy or not
1: spaghetti i mean you can eat spaghetti at a fancy restaurant but spaghetti i just found is out one of what the a cheaper panini meals was can
0: make so wait what a what was a panini you I, didn't know what a panini was? I and I always thought it was like a grilled cheese sandwich.
1: It's kind of like a, a grilled cheese sandwich.
0: But, uh, that's well, that. Yeah, but apparently it's not a grilled cheese sandwich.
1: It's like flatbread, but grilled. Right? That's that's this whole thing. I d- I
0: don't I don't know. Oh. I was told it was just a sandwich pressed between hot metal. They get into it. We get into a brief cart chase. Uh, Yes, they, um, the Tinkerbell and her
1: new friend, who we haven't really introduced, there's glasses guy who has these glasses made out of leaves and
0: dewdrops, and, um, big, big, like, dumb guy. It's small, funny guy and big dumb, it's, it's, uh, it's of mice and men, it's, it's of mice and men. It's Timo Uh, and Pumbaa. Have you
1: seen of mice and men?
0: I have read the book. I know how it ends, but I it's... don't
1: think of Bison Men as a small funny guy and a big dumb guy.
0: <laughs> That's
1: okay. not how I would describe of Bison
0: Men. The point the point it's it's Timon and Pumba. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Remember when the small funny guy shoots the big dumb
1: guy? <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> They just want to
0: farm, but the big dumb guy accidentally kills a chick. Uh. (laughs) The dumb... KISH! Oh my god. (laughs) Oh no. The point is... uh, It's it's a trope. We've seen it before. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you take out the murder... And the other murder two murders yep well i guess the second one was more of a mercy kill and the first one was kind of manslaughter i mean yeah it it was definitely manslaughter It was not intentional uh but if you take that out (laughs) it's just a big dumb guy and a tiny smart dude
1: i don't think the other guy was tiny either he just wasn't he was just regular
0: sized yeah yeah that's not whatever uh they get chased by these weeds yeah by thistles they're just called thistles
1: yeah, I chase him into town, and the Tinkers start passing stuff out. I don't remember what happened to this movie, jeez. <laughs>
0: yeah, th- this movie, ha- I, it, like I said, never have a movie's stakes been so confusing and also so low. Well, okay, this is where Tinkerbell
1: learns about uh, sort of the outside world.
0: Yeah, other fairies show off their talents when they pick up their stuff. Uh, raven Simone sucks up a rainbow. Right, but but it's not really their talents that
1: she's interested in. It's the fact that they all...
0: Fuck, I forget that she doesn't even learn that she can't yet. They have to go to the mainland.
1: And she's super excited about the mainland because they make it sound awesome. Even though, as viewers, we've been told that Neverland is the place to be.
0: So this is the thing that confuses me, is that is Pixie Hollow in Neverland?
1: Yes, she flies past Skull Rock at one point.
0: Oh, does she? I didn't see it in the second movie. So when it popped up in the credits, I got really mad. I was like, we didn't see Skull Rock. I must have missed it. Then I have to assume Pixie Society must have just collapsed at some point before she meets Peter Pan.
1: Okay, you can assume that. That's pretty fucking dark, but fine. Also, she doesn't talk. Maybe people can't hear them.
0: At one point during the dialogue about the mainland, Tinkerbell describes it as sounding flitterific, which was delivered in a way that made me think, Oh, that's like a thing from the TV show. It, it wasn't until after this movie ended that I looked to see if there was a TV show, and there isn't. So this entire time I was watching the movie, occasionally in my notes, I'm like, is that from the TV show that I assume I haven't seen?
1: Tinkerbell has a brief interaction with the
0: Wind Fairy, too.
1: And yeah, And it you takes her, like, fairy. a super long time to realize she's being insulted.
0: Well, she was just born, Tony. I
1: know, but it takes her such a long time. And the Wind Fairy seems to think it's gonna be fucking hilarious, when Tinkerbell gets disappointed that she doesn't get to go uh, to the mainland,
0: man, you know what's funnier than a small guy mercy killing his large best friend? A lot of things watching uh it's watching a newborn child's dreams get crushed publicly uh by yep. the godlike queen figure. Well, that's the thing. Tink-
1: Tinkerbell makes a bunch of uh, of stuff that she wants to use on the mainland. And the Queen tells her, you're not going to the mainland, that's, like, Tinkers don't do that. And she's, again, pretty cool about it, but, you know, it's, it sucks. Also, the stuff Tinkerbell makes doesn't work.
0: Yeah, not a lot of testing went into that. Yeah. Not a lot of R&D.
1: Again, though, she's very disappointed. I know she wants to prove herself, but I keep getting stuck on, it's her first day alive?
0: Yeah, she was She's just been alive born. for like,
1: 10 hours?
0: The movie doesn't explain to us why Tinkers don't get to go to the mainland.
1: I think they're just not needed. This is another thing, though. I couldn't understand the whole time why she couldn't just go anyway.
0: Right, that's the thing, is why can't she just fucking go anyway? But also...
1: I guess in the second movie, it sort of revealed that fairy dust, which makes them fly, is rationed.
0: Yeah, so I guess nature fairies must get larger rations because they have to go so yeah, far. Yeah, for like when they're going to the mainland. But do they have to go to the mainland every day? No, I think they go, I think there's a big trip to the
1: mainland, and then they probably get more dust for that trip.
0: The, the movie doesn't go into the logistics of how any of this works. No, it doesn't.
1: That's that's just me putting together what I believe to be true.
0: yeah. So so the movie doesn't ever explain to us why Tinkers aren't allowed to go. Just that we just have to because they tell us to, like they just don't go. That's right. just the way things are, Tinkerbell. Uh but before we even get to that point though, Tinkerbell finds some human stuff, and that's a pretty good scene.
1: Yeah, I forgot about this because it's it, the human stuff disappears for a bit or gets taken away for a
0: bit. Yeah, it kinda gets taken away, yeah, and and isn't a thing for a good portion of the movie. But it, it was one of those things where I knew it was gonna be a big deal because they get it they they're not called human stuff they're not called trash they're not called garbage they're called lost things Uh, but with like a capital letters
1: which made me think of lost boys
0: right exactly that's what i was thinking too so i was like oh word association that's a fun game um i I love doing it as an educated viewer so these things are important but then they're just not in the movie for the for like another 45 minutes they're setting it up they're Chekhov's gunning it after tinkerbell gets it into her head that she's she's gonna make a bunch of stuff that she wants to use out in the mainland. We have like a montage of her working on that stuff. But the thing is, is that we actually don't know Tinkerbell as a character yet. Like she was just born. Throughout this entire movie, we don't really get her as a character. I
1: enjoyed the second movie more than I expected to.
0: Because mm-hmm. Agreed.
1: Tinkerbell had a personality.
0: Almost completely ancillary. Like it almost... All of that character that she has in the second movie seems to go against everything that she barely develops in the first movie, though. And We'll get to that.
1: Yeah, but, like, also, by the end of this
0: movie, I am fairly certain she is, like, five days old. Yeah, it's not. The time... <laughs> Something I do like about the second movie is there is a sense of time. It yes. pisses me off, but it's there. <laughs> um, this movie, it feels like it takes place over the course of maybe a business week. But usually in a movie, when we have a montage of a person working on a thing. We don't care about the thing they're working on. It's kind of just a shorthand for like, let's take a brief look into this person's process. But Tinkerbell, we don't know, we don't even know how she thinks, why she does what she does, because we don't know her as a character. So we don't, we don't get a glimpse into her process. We just get like a weird time lapse of her, Making stuff that we don't know what it does, because it's weird, like, fairy invention right. stuff.
1: That's a good point. So we don't care about the
0: inventions because we don't know what they do. And we don't care about Tinkerbell yet. Because we don't know why she ticks. Yeah, interesting. It, it's one of those scenes that, like, it's there because she can't just show up with stuff that was built. Because she hasn't built anything because she was just mm-hmm. born. Like... Well, that's the thing. Every time I saw one of these, I wasn't... I I feel
1: like I wasn't analyzing it because I kept thinking, this is her first day alive. She needs to chill for a little bit.
0: Maybe she just needs to, like, let herself be alive for maybe... A month maybe a year actually just get all those four seasons of experience yeah why not um so the queen shows up with a bunch of other bozos uh that i think in the second movie or at the end of this movie i i put together that all of these fairies following the queen around are fairies of various seasons
1: right there's the one that we're like formally introduced to in this one which is the
0: um spring fairy
1: yeah this is the spring fairy i don't remember if it's in I don't think she's in this. I think it's in the second one that Mary... No, it's in this one, too. Yeah. M- Mary has, like, a... Uh, fairy fairy Mary, Mary is one of the characters.
0: Mm-hmm. I think...
1: It, it seems to me that if somebody has fairy in their name, they're important. Yeah. It happens a couple times. Fairy Mary seems to be uh, uh, sort of a bean counter. whose job it is to make everything... S- Make sure everything's going smoothly. She's the head of the Tinkers.
0: So. Yeah, she's the head of the Tinkers, so it would make sense that she's in charge of logistics and all but that. But she seems the...
1: to report directly to the Queen, too. The
0: Queen, yeah. Well, because she's in charge of the Tinkers. Right. I, I There are also, because the, there are also, we get a brief glimpse of them, there are also fairies who are in charge of all of the talents, and they are different from the fairies that are in charge of the seasons. That one took me a little while to put together. It wasn't until the second oh, movie to figure that out. <laughs> <Damn>. This... <laughs> The second movie is what made me figure that out because they introduce a fair like an autumn dude who's in charge of autumn who looks like spring guy but with like a different costume. Uh they both have a very uh what's the guy from Swan uh, Lake? That guy, they both have like his look, the steward guy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: They're they're no. they're like
0: tall and thin and bony, you know.
1: Uh Complain what the hell is his name? Always I'd, worried? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what his name is. Yeah, exactly. They, they they have that sort of always worried thing.
0: That stewards have. Stewards to queens have.
1: Well, because they're only there so that you
0: know when something has gone wrong. Spring Fairy mentions that once the ever blossom has bloomed, All right. that is the beginning of spring.
1: I get really mad whenever they acted like nature was like a definite thing. I couldn't let myself get too mad because I couldn't throw away the conceit of the movie. Because it's the conceit of the movie is that fairies make nature. But also I would be like watching them paint ladybugs and thinking,
0: ladybugs do this themselves. They are they are pre built, painted. Yeah. They come with the paint applied.
1: I and I, I had to like stop myself like this is for five year old girls. Just let them paint ladybugs.
0: But it, it is absolutely infuriating. It's it's very annoying. There's a part later in the film where they're teaching birds to fly, which it that sentence in and of itself like uh, where's the mom bird in all of this?
1: I don't know. The other thing is they only they only ever seem to help out like small animals. Baby animals, yeah. No, not only baby animals, but like small animals like oh, mice yeah, like, and mice. small birds.
0: Squirrels. Uh, a squirrel squirrels. Tinkerbell makes a squirrel cry in this scene. Um, she uh, hits it in the face with a nut that was she... good. that
1: was that was like a solid <laughs> that, bit of comedy too that
0: was that was a great the timing everything about it was fantastic
1: it didn't make me laugh but i was watching it and i thought like
0: that looks like how a kid would react to getting hit where
1: like the squirrel was shocked and just sat there for a little while <laughs> and then started
0: crying once it realized that everyone was expecting it to cry it was like all right time to play the part <laughs> she spa spaint, spaints she paints uh blue all over the season spring man spring boy yeah,
1: spring fairy He's yeah like the, the spring- master was... of ceremonies for spring yeah but if we call him mc spring i'm not like i don't think i'll like that
0: you i, I mean? will i have okay. to now though so mc spring gets covered in uh blue paint and uh there's this little bit throughout this whole scene where Tinkerbell's showing off of her inventions to the queen off of her showing off her inventions to the queen where mm. the musicians will start playing and continue with the queen ceremony but then get interrupted by tinkerbell and when she sprays the mc with paint they start playing again and he's like no 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 not this time uh, that was very funny good timing whoever was in charge of the jokes in this movie really nailed it so good on them
1: it, it has some good jokes. I I wish it had been tied together with a plot that made
0: sense. Later when we have the trying out talents montage, we get like a rapid fire jokes, like five in a row. My favorite joke is right... Actually,
1: I'll just say it now. It's right before the trying out talents thing. She talks about how she's she wants to be a nature fairy, how she's like so in touch with nature and she loves animals. And a bug crawls on her and she's like, smacks it. She just... and then, And just...
0: Flicks it away. It's fantastic. <laughs> it away.
1: And everybody's just staring, staring. her.
0: <laughs> like, with a look on their face of, the, of like, like that you get when you hit a dog with your car. <laughs> like, oh my god. We, this is the first big time in the movie where the queen is like, like, hand on the shoulder. Oh honey, hasn't anybody explained to you that Tinker Fairies don't go to the mainland? Well, of course no one has explained. She was, you were there when she was born. Not two seconds ago- a day has passed, according to this movie. I don't- I don't even think a full day has passed. No, because night, time happens, and then day, remember, when she's inventing all the shit.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. God, I I have no idea the timeline of this movie. The point is, yeah. She's been alive for, like, a day, so... Yeah, maybe explain shit to her- I- I wish there was a- Shouldn't there be, like, a- like, a training video that all the new fairies get-
0: yeah, you gotta walk in, you have to answer a little quiz on paper, and until you get all of it right, you're not allowed to leave.
1: So you take a picture of the of the rule book with your phone, and you just check your phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like there's anybody in there watching you. We just had a video, right? Just and they replaying have the video all playing time. all the time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't stop, so you just wait until the video starts again.
1: That's some fucking Clockwork Orange shit.
0: Yeah, man, it's awful. I hated it. Both of my jobs that I had to do that for did that, where they just let you watch the training video as many times as you have to to answer all the questions properly.
1: That sucks. But also, then she would know that she's not going to the mainland Mainland. without having the queen have to tell her in front of every other fairy in the world. In, in Neverland, I assume there are other fairies in the
0: world. So here's the thing. The movie doesn't explain why tinkers can't go to the mainland. But, they, it, 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 but it doesn't even give a reason, an arbitrary reason. Like, it, it could have just been, like, like, it's too dangerous. And because tinker fairies don't have powers...
1: No, 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 no. But it's not too dangerous, is the thing. I think the only reason they don't go to the mainland is because they make stuff. And they make stuff and they give it to people. And then those people go do their jobs, which is like growing flowers or whatever. And they use the they, they use the fucking iPhones or whatever the Tinkers made them. And the Tinkers don't have to physically be there.
0: Remember, until Tinkerbell invents the industrial process, Pixie okay. Hollow hasn't even reached the industrial era. That happens at the end of this movie.
1: But what they have, they have, like, tubes that can trap light, or that can hold trapped light. The tinkers yeah. make those.
0: Yeah, but the the light fairies can just do that themselves. But if they want to keep it in a tube, Andy, they have to get it from the tinkers. I just, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Like, oh, I, does it not make sense,
0: Andy? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you want, what if your shit breaks? Wouldn't you want at least one tinker there... Who's all whose job just is just, alright, if anything breaks while we're out here in the mainland, just bring it to me and I'll fucking do that R and D shit right here, right now. Let me tell you, Andy, the answer is apparently no. I just wish it was I just wish there was any reason. Because the entire movie, every time she brings up that she wants to go to the mainland, everybody's like, oh, but everyone knows Tinkers can't go to the mainland, and it's like just give me something that I can latch on to. It seemed really weird as I was watching this that, like, dude, are Tinkers also allowed to take a vacation? Or, like... We know that the goal of the movie is for Tinkerbell to get to the mainland, but as, th- as if the movie doesn't give us a reason why she can't go in the first place, it's not a tangible goal. Mm-hmm. It's not because there's no problem to solve. She blows off work a lot. Why doesn't she just blow off work and go to the mainland? <laughs> Right, I thought that maybe the movie would end with her running away or something, but no, she just she just does her job. The whole movie is just Tinkerbell. Why don't you just do your job? We rely on laborers here in Pixie Hollow. All right, this is this is Some uh, fucking exploitation I'm, bullshit.
1: I I cannot stress enough how much I'm not sure if once again we should go down a whole route of like bring rise to the proletariat and seize the means of production on this podcast mm-hmm. i i i'm not saying i'm against the idea in theory <laughs> but as it's, just just for movie review
0: purposes i just want <laughs> i just want a reason just give me a reason give me something to latch on to as a viewer i don't know it a, doesn't make any sense can we say it doesn't make any sense and move it, on to the next scene so all of the other fairies are like worried about tinkerbell but not worried enough that they want to go talk to her about it this is when tinkerbell decides to she has this brilliant idea because fairy mary tells her that unless she learns how to be a nature fairy she should she should just stick to what she's good at uh which is being a tinker we haven't seen her be good at that either just by the by (laughs)
1: No but I think we haven't seen her try really is the idea like she threw some shit together last minute but she she hasn't been doing her regular ass job I want to ask a question because she goes to find her four friends quote unquote yeah and what I want to ask is why do all these fairies hang out together? Because a different job seems super clicky, but this one water fairy, light fairy, animal fairy, and I, I don't know, flower fairy flower all fairy, seem to yes. hang out together?
0: All the time. They're like, uh, they're like the cheetah girls, uh, of fairies. Wow. Raise your hand if you thought that reference was going to be cheetah girls. Nobody? It's 2008, man. You got to cast your mind back. I could have gone with the Spice Girls, but uh, I I think there's- I thought you
1: were going to do Sex in the City.
0: There are like five or six Spice Girls, but there are four Cheetah Girls. So that's why I went with that one.
1: Are there six Spice Girls?
0: I don't know how many Spice Girls there are. Definitely more than four. I think there's like seven Sex in the City women, isn't there?
1: No, there's four.
0: Oh, what about Golden Girls? There's four of them, right? Yes. Okay, let's go with the Golden Girls fairies okay i mean they're not i guess they're not elderly women but yeah still whatever you get my point
1: who would betty white be in this movie
0: you know it's not important lucy Lou she'd be the water fairy because she's kind of airheaded are any of the golden girl no, i know none of the golden girls are uh are any of the women from sex in the city black no i don't think so i think we're gonna have to stick with the cheetah girls then
1: you know when you're right you're right <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm so I sorry.
1: have not maybe ever been so, like, felt so out of sorts and off track on this podcast. What the hell was happening? Oh, yeah. The four girls. Just yeah. like the cheetah girls. Right. Yes. Tinkerbell convinces them to try to train her. The water fairy decides to train, train her.
0: First. Yes. You ever heard of a do drop? Well, this is a don't drop. Quality pun work. Feels really good.
1: I didn't particularly like the pun, but I like the next line where she says that's water fairy humor. And then Tinkerbell <laughs> waits for like a second and then says, It's it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's-
0: a lot, of, a lot of great dialogue in these couple scenes. It's kind of weird how these four supporting characters who we haven't really met at all have suddenly become integral to the movie. But it's okay because they stop being integral pretty quickly after this scene is over.
1: Well, it felt like they were trying to introduce them for later movies. Yeah.
0: Which is why I felt really weird when they didn't use them for the next use them movie. At all. Instead, they use a different character that is introduced in this movie. That is But, wild. but even less used. It Even is like, insane! That character has two lines in this film. It
1: was crazy when they introduced that character, because I thought, this is really late to introduce this guy. Technically, we see his arm in the last scene.
0: Yes, we also technically see him at the beginning, near the beginning of the film, when all of the fairies are going to see the new fairy. So.
1: He's easy to pick out because he literally looks like a gender-swapped Tinkerbell. Actually, he kind of looks like Peter Pan, which is weird. That's much weirder than my thing, actually.
0: Yeah. Because that brings up a lot of, like, weird issues with Tinkerbell. But he definitely has a... He definitely dresses like a main character, is what I'll say. Oh,
1: yeah. He's got an acorn hat. Come on. He's
0: got an acorn hat. He's got accessories. The thing is, is that there are a lot of fairies in this movie, and you can tell who a main character is because they accessorize. Mm. All of the background fairies just have kind of a one-piece...
1: I have to respect the it's light joke, (laughs)
0: which comes up next,
1: for its blatant use of the worst kind of humor.
0: It is so good, and the delivery is just fantastic.
1: I like everybody else's reaction to it, which felt like a real reaction when somebody makes a joke like that. So they're carrying light, and somebody asks if it's heavy. And somebody else responds, no, it's light. And everybody else kind of, like, groans. Yeah, like, you just made the shitty joke, and they kind of appreciate it and kind of hate you.
0: We appreciate the work, but we hate that you did it. I, As a person who used to make puns all the time, I dabble now, but uh, it used to be every other sentence, right? I, you remember. I'm honestly you've just been sitting here this whole time and once you started the sentence
1: as a person who used to make puns all the time and didn't end it with a pun i was oddly disappointed
0: <laughs> <laughs> i am i'm nothing if not retired i turned in my badge i turned in my pun gun my they, um there's something there <laughs> there's something there but i'm just it's, no it's fine i'm not going back it's not really explained how talents work, but I, I assume it's, like, a lot like how magic is treated in, like, movies with magic, where it's just if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, if you, don't, you, you don't. don't.
1: But that's the thing. This whole time, they keep on calling stuff talents. And if they had another word for it, maybe I'd be okay.
0: Like magic? But the
1: fact is, talent is something you can work on to get better. That's what the real world use for that word is. So the fact that Tinkerbell is not good at this stuff but then is told,
0: since you're not good, you can't ever do it,
1: really sucks. It's bad, and I don't like it.
0: It's just, it's very confusing for the messaging, right? But it also makes, because they keep saying talent, it makes it really harsh Whenever the, these characters who have these abilities that she does not have tell her that she should just do what she's good at and that she should be happy doing it. Because it's like, well, of course you're saying that. You don't have a conflict. But like, if but what is a fairy supposed to do if they have a conflict? What happens to a fairy who quits their job? I assume they just die. Of a broken heart?
1: I mean, of, like, not being a fairy anymore. I think the fairies kind of are
0: their jobs. But Tinkerbell, after these movies, goes on and hangs out with Peter Pan for the rest of her day.
1: (sighs) Yeah, but, like, there's this thing about, like, Peter Pan believing in her...
0: So if a fairy isn't doing their job, then a fairy can only be alive if the people around fairies believe in them.
1: I guess. Hey, I don't know, man. Let's pretend that we're putting way more thought into this than the movie makers did. But they should can have we put so much more thought
0: into this. Like, this is the first movie in a series of fucking six movies. This is supposed to be them setting up a foundation for everything that comes out afterwards but from what i can tell in the next movie i guess they're just gonna start making up bullshit from scratch at the beginning of every movie because they don't have anything they can draw on
1: i enjoyed a lot of the next movie and it's like dumb adventure bullshit
0: even though it doesn't happen until like the last 30 minutes of the film
1: well but even in the beginning of the movie where they're like okay so something bad happened now i guess she'll go after wishes and i'll be like what
0: Why was was that an option the whole, time? the whole time? Why couldn't I just wish for a better movie? Um uh, the... <laughs> <shit>! <laughs> So the next day she tries again. So we're on like day three of Tinkerbell's Life, maybe four.
1: Yeah. Can can I say I think this is in between in between them. That she gets like a talking to from Fairy Mary. And I got so mad at this character because it's Tinkerbell's third, maybe fourth day alive. And this bitch is just being like theatrically disappointed in her, like that's her whole thing. So fuck
0: this! Seriously, it's like you're let... not her
1: real mom. Nobody's her real.
0: That baby is her real mom. That weird CGI baby. A
1: weird CGI baby is very it's confusing,
0: my... actually. <laughs> now, now that we sit down and think about it, um, <laughs> the. Uh... Which I thought we weren't gonna do anymore.
1: Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll get to that one later. There's a bit in the next movie that really made me question that again.
0: Uh, she goes and she goes hang- she goes to hang out with the animal fairy,
1: and the animal fairies have fucking lookouts for imperial ships.
0: Oh yeah, man, they're uh they're they're like uh like a rebel on Hoth. They're 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 ready, except they stop doing their job because they're too busy heckling this poor girl. Yeah, trying to teach a very shell shocked baby bird.
1: Why the hell did she give her- Okay, I was very annoyed because, okay, so the last two times, she didn't really go into this, uh, Tinkerbell failed spectacularly. In damaging ways. Okay, now this is like a living wrecking ball. And this animal fairy is like, okay, you can teach this very scared bird how to fly by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: Why? If I was present for the first two incidents, Mm -hmm. and I was sitting around doing fairy shit, and then Animal Fairy flew by and was like, I'm having Tinkerbell train a baby bird, I'd be like, that baby bird is dead. It died the moment you left it alone. (laughs) We need to go back and save this bird. The bird never tried
1: to fly, which is basically the reason it's still alive. Yeah. Because my thought was,
0: oh, it's going to fall. It's... Reaction to Tinkerbell is the funniest goddamn shit in this whole movie. Because it literally rebuilds its egg around itself. Like, I need some more time to incubate, though. I'm not ready yet. Tinkerbell does something which, come to think of it, is actually kind of a smart
1: move. She tries to go get a bird's help for flying. Which I would say... Is probably what these birds should have been doing in the first place.
0: I mean, yeah, you want to learn from something that flies the way you do and doesn't fly with the power of bullshit, so.
1: Yeah, the fairies' wings are not connected to their backs. They sort of fade in. I spent a long time staring at their wings like, okay, so I guess they just kind of float there.
0: Yeah, they're just kind of there, but they also only work when there's pixie dust on them right so when there's no pixie dust on them they're basically just ornamental like a headdress
1: yeah so she goes up and turns out the bird's a hawk and the hawk which answers the question I had actually tries to eat Tinkerbell
0: so we can see that when it comes to the food chain fairies are fairies are part of it they're yeah they're part of it and they're not at the top I can't wait for in one of these Tinkerbell movies for them to tie up the legs of a dog like uh like a Star Wars If that does happen, by the way, I totally (laughs) called it because I have not seen them.
1: So Tinkerbell's running from the hawk, and she runs into miscontrols the Wind, who I guess can't deal with the hawk for some reason. They
0: keep calling her a fast-flying fairy like that means anything to me. Like, oh, she's a fast-flying fairy. Like, all right, so she flies fast, but, like, you know you can fall faster than you can fly, right, if you wait long enough. Oh, that's another thing about the hawk chase is that Tinkerbell doesn't go straight down. She kind of flies horizontally and waits for the bird to catch up to her before she decides to lower her elevation a little bit more, just go straight to the ground. There's trees and shit. I honestly don't know how best to deal with a hawk attack. Well, I mean, as a human, you just got to, like, get a stick and kind of hit it with it. You got to hit it out of the air like a baseball bat.
1: I was never good at baseball. Uh, Me neither. Well, that's not promising. Fast flying fairy gets, like i don't remember like gross or something from the well, she's
0: no 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 so what happens is, is tinkerbell hides in the tree that that uh evil stepmother fairy is in the rival and the rival's like this is my tree and then the hawk attacks the tree and she's like you can keep it and she like slides down the tree like a coward and the hawk starts breaking into the tree and then she like falls out of the tree because tinkerbell slides down after her and pushes her out accidentally And she gets all covered in paint and stuff, I guess. And then the hawk is about to attack her. But then all of the other fairies are like, oh, no, someone's in danger. So they start throwing nuts at the bird until it goes away. Right. And she gets
1: splashed with like
0: more stuff because they're throwing nuts and berries and stuff. And then the other fairies start laughing at her. Yeah, like, what the hell? Like, she didn't almost just die? And Tinkerbell, the only one who's not laughing, who's genuinely concerned about her, gets Mm -hmm. shat on.
1: Here's the other thing uh, about this scene, is that after this fairy leaves angrily after, like, yelling at Tinkerbell, the other fairies are behind Tinkerbell. And this is something, I don't even think this is the first time this happened, but it's the first time I really noticed it. Characters do just show up and disappear whenever the fuck they want in this movie.
0: Yeah, they seriously just, there's no consistency to them.
1: They weren't there, and then they were... It feels a little bit like in like Quest for Camelot when when nobody's feet are actually like touching the ground because it's animated so weird. Yeah. It's like with Plot where they're just like maybe they're over here and maybe they're not.
0: Sorry you couldn't see me. I was just off screen listening to your plight. It's very much that effect. It happens in a lot of bad movies I think when you just have somebody like and usually their lines are like ADR'd in and like in whatever yes. footage they have before they just suddenly are there in the next cut. I think the movie The Snowman has a lot of that problem where characters are like not in a scene but then they are in a scene but then they don't matter. I just have in my notes you would think now would be a good time to introduce some pirates. <laughs> but but instead <laughs>
1: My understanding is the pirates don't show up until the pirate fairy movie. Uh,
0: instead, we get a music box. And this scene is really good. I love this scene.
1: Oh, she, where she rebuilds the music box. Where I've, she rebuilds
0: I, the music box.
1: Yeah, I didn't even have this on the thing.
0: You were just so into the scene. I, I think I genuinely was into the scene. I mostly write stuff down when I hate it. And that's the thing is, is like, like, so, so she finds this music box and she's just, like, just... Because it's something to do. She just finds the pieces and rebuilds it and figures out where all the pieces go and like it's actually like a really satisfying scene you know like building the music box looks satisfying i don't know if you've ever seen those videos on youtube where a person just cleans something that's really old and then puts it back together
1: no but i can sort of understand why they're watched
0: i have somebody who watches them all the time whenever a new one comes out I, i was i was super into this scene But it's also just from, like, a character perspective. Like, this is the first time we get to see Tinkerbell think through a problem. Yeah, we get to watch her tinkering. And we get to, yeah, and yes, thank you. Oh, man, thank you. That put the words right in my mouth. They taste delicious. So... (laughs) But the thing is, is like we're, we're literally halfway into this movie and I still haven't even gotten a glimpse into like who Tinkerbell is as a character. And so as great as this scene is, it doesn't do anything except introduce a third Chekhov's gun. <laughs> this movie has so many locked and loaded and ready to fire. So once again, all of the fairy friends fly out and tell her that it is a binary decision.
1: Again, they're there. <laughs>
0: In this specific case, there's a little bit of setup because they're shown spying on her, but it still kind of doesn't make sense spatial-wise. It's kind of like that in The Lion King when uh, Nala's mom's neck stretches like 50 feet to pick her up from the ground. (laughs) It's like that, but with four fairies who just kind of... Like, that's not where you were. But once again, they present this choice as just this binary decision. If you're so good at tinkering and you like it so much, just do that. They keep on saying, you know, you should like being a tinker. And the problem isn't that she doesn't like
1: being a tinker. Yeah. It's that she wants to go to the mainland they would be like saying, so you're really good at being a doctor. Obviously you can't ever go to Japan. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean?
0: Like, what if I want to be a doctor in Japan? Like, why can't it be both? But it's okay because she decides to go to the last person who can help her.
1: I sort of understood that this was going to happen. It seems like a weird time to do it. I don't know why Tinkerbell <laughs> thought this character had any goodwill toward her.
0: Or towards anybody for that matter.
1: But like before she got her attacked by a hawk, I might understand why she did it. And after she got her attacked by a hawk, it seemed really weird. So she goes to the, the wind fairy and I was like, you have to help me. I need to be something that's not a damn tinkerer because I hate myself.
0: Oh my god, I forgot, earlier in the movie she uh, she tells Goggles and Big Dude that she thinks being a tinker is a stupid job and they have a falling out, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Wind Fairy decides that what Tinkerbell can do is round up all of the thistles.
1: And guess what, guys? Second movie in two episodes,
0: where it abruptly becomes a western. It becomes a western and this is a good... <laughs> she brings out ninja sticks? Like, what? Hell yeah!
1: so the thing about this it's a dumb scene she invented stuff to do this so like we get to see her being a tinker again like using this cool stuff she made and i thought part of this was going to be that she could solve this problem that nobody had ever even thought to solve before but then of course
0: fucking bitch sabotages her
1: okay yes she sabotages her but also there should have been a latch on that gate Those thistles could have pushed open that gate.
0: Okay, but also they just destroyed the gate once there was a mass of them.
1: Yes. I I don't think Tinkerbell knew there would be that many thistles.
0: Yeah, but also I do think that maybe thistles are a lot like cows. If you can just get them to slowly enter a pen and just close the gate and tie some string around it, they won't go anywhere. But if you fucking have, like, a stampede of cattle... That fence isn't gonna stop them. It's gonna hurt them, but it's not gonna stop them.
1: She leaves these thistles on a fucking rampage throughout the entire everything, and... Everything. Literally everything. This is a G-rated movie, I believe. Yes. So this wreckage is very underwhelming and does not look that bad. Everybody talks about how it'll take them so long to fix this up, but it honestly looks like an hour's work. Uh, Maybe a day's work if it's, like, really bad in some places where we can't see... You forget,
0: Tony, but they're very little. I guess they are
1: very little.
0: What would be a day's work to us is apparently three months worth of work to them.
1: Three months worth of work.
0: So she gets shat on again. She gets chased out of the of the pride. Destruction. Would you? Disgrace. Okay.
1: I absolutely 100% knew.
0: <sighs> Evil as plain as all of her mistakes. Destruction outrage disgrace for shame she's trying to be happy and no one is giving her an option that doesn't involve killing her dreams so she was just bored but it doesn't make sense yeah i kind of lost the meter at that point but
1: a little bit tinkerbell has ruined spring it
0: happens look she ru- it's i've ruined spring before wearing that color with those shoes but i did it wow um no 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 let's just
1: sit here and appreciate that joke <laughs> i don't want to
0: <laughs> i don't uh, pr- listen tony i don't give myself time to appreciate any joke i make on the rare occasion that it's bad you just gotta keep on trucking it's like a firefighter you don't stop to check if that house is not on fire anymore you gotta move on to the next one that's that i've how firefighters seen work? that
1: happen actually <laughs> oh, I've oh seen- no I've seen the fire department start to leave a house and it starts back up.
0: That's not good.
1: No, it was very bad. They had to go in and more thoroughly destroy the house to make sure
0: it was all wet. So at this point, the the Everblossom blooms in a day. Right, it'll take three months to fix the Everblossom blooms in a day. Tinkerbell has ruined everything.
1: Everybody's off schedule.
0: They have to cancel spring. Whatever that means. At one point, somebody says, Do you know what happened the last time we canceled spring? It was the Ice Age. And I was like, Well, that doesn't track. You still have summer.
1: That doesn't make sense. I mean, there was. Actually, wait. When does this take place? Because there was a mini Ice Age during the time of Charles Darwin. Not Charles Darwin, Charles and- Dickens.
0: In the eighteen, 1800- It was uh, Charles Darwin and Charles Dickens were born in the same era.
1: I was going to say also the time of Charles Darwin, but the point is Charles Dickens because he was the one who wrote about Christmas a lot.
0: Yeah, so that is the 1800s. I don't know what the timescale for fairies is, but yeah, we're looking at like... Well, it has to be the timescale for Peter Pan because we see Wendy. Yeah, exactly. So it's got to be like 50 to 50-ish years before this movie. Okay. So that makes sense. Okay, you're right. I guess that makes sense.
1: I know that wasn't the joke they were going for. I just gave them unearned legitimacy, I think.
0: (laughs) So then we meet Terrence. Who the fuck is this guy? Okay. He dresses like a main character. He, very, he feels very shoehorned in. He's voiced by Jesse McCartney, who in 2008 was a hot commodity. That was a real backhanded compliment to Jesse McCartney. <laughs> I, I'm I'm, I'm sure he's doing fine now. Do, do but you want to s-
1: start beef with Jesse McCartney? I
0: don't want to start beef with Jesse McCartney, but the thing is, is I remember. But there's
1: already beef. I get it. Fuck I remember. Guy.
0: Listen, he, I don't want to get into it, but we used to be best friends. And then. He became famous and he got all uppity about it. And it just wasn't the same anymore, man. Uh, I fucking have no idea how old that guy even is. But the point is, is that in 2008, <laughs> Jesse McCartney was like a big deal. He was in everything. He was going to be like the next Paul McCartney. <laughs> and, and just like Paul McCartney, uh, it kind of didn't go anywhere. But he's, he's kind of a love interest coded character. He's... Mm-hmm everything
1: he does we 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 we, we'll get more into that in the next one i feel like
0: oh hell yeah we will but it's super weird that they just make him look like peter pan like he just looks like peter pan but small i think
1: he just looks like a a male tinkerbell but okay
0: that too like well i mean
1: Tinkerbell and peter pan look pretty similar because peter pan is elfish yeah he's got like that
0: mischievous proportions i don't there's a
1: bit so this guy terrence his whole thing is he needs he convinces her that being a tinker is great by talking about how he hates his job and he tricks her and he he says this thing this is what coded him as love interest to me he says you know my name and but this got me really mad because everybody knows her name like she just showed everybody knows everybody how big is this island i feel like everybody sees terrence every day because he hands out the pixie magic so like yes she knows your name dipshit. although
0: i will say i go to like the same starbucks four days a week and i do not know the names of anybody handing me my morning juice so yeah that's true. maybe the first,
1: time, the first time somebody at starbucks recognized my name i moved states so
0: they started recognizing my name and my order So I stopped going just to just to make them think that maybe I have other stuff going on. I am going to start going back, but I can't let them I I can't let them know that I, I, I do that all the time. Tinkerbell has a brilliant idea. She's going to do her job. Cunning plan. But she's also going to invent the concept of industrialization while she's at it. Look, man, win some, lose some. Uh, industrialization isn't necessarily bad. No, it's, it's good that she got the, the painting fairies, the, like, automatic painter thing. That was neat. She's definitely fixing a lot of problems that you would think somebody would have tried to fix before.
1: There wasn't a problem before. Until she messed with the deadline. They always knew they had three months.
0: So like a real entrepreneur, she created a problem that only she could solve and then benefit from.
1: Exactly. Thank you.
0: So Tinkerbell is... uh, And here's
1: the best part. Now they'll be using that stuff next year and then she can invent the TV. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because everybody will be bored. Yeah, because they have all this free time now. Exactly. Uh, and then she gets to invent propaganda, maybe start her own political party. This is all leading to the collapse of fairy civilization. The point is she invents some shit with the lost stuff. Mm, oh yeah, the lost things come back. Bam, second Chekhov's gun fired. I forgot what the first one was.
1: I think this was the first one. The second one's going to be the ballerina. I thought there was like another thing. Maybe there's another thing. We just forgot about it. Okay, I want to talk about my biggest issue with this movie, which is is i really hope you're not talking because i accidentally unplugged my headphones which is
0: no I, I wasn't talking it's cool
1: so tinkerbell can't learn new skills as established
0: yes But she sure can't teach everybody else new skills. There's like a whole montage of her building shit and teaching other people how to build shit. Which nobody else is supposed to be able to do except for her and the other Tinkers. If we follow
1: the logic of this movie, which is like Tinkerbell can't teach birds to fly, people who teach birds to fly can't build stick stuff.
0: They can't learn how to Tinker Bell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also, at some point, the mean fairy was more or less banished.
0: Oh yeah, she fucking narcs on herself hard. Yeah, this is dumb, bitch.
1: <laughs> she gets mad at Tinkerbell for saying she can fix everything, and is like, uh, no, I made you ruin everything, so obviously you can't fix it. And then Queen's fairy is like, okay, your job is now going to be to herd all those
0: thistles that you
1: sent everywhere
0: i don't think this is what the fairy queen says and i think i was very mad about it because the evil fairy says but that could take forever and the fairy queen says like the fairy queen says well then you best be going but what she should have said was well then you better get started Uh, I don't know why that little line change would have made me feel better, though. I think it's because it's a line from another movie where somebody says the exact same I thing. I think it
1: is, yeah.
0: But I, I don't remember what the movie is, but I know that that's the words. Those are what you're supposed to tell people when they say, but that could take forever. Well, then you better get started. It's like something a superhero says to a supervillain or whatever. So, Narc Wahlberg gets banished. Um, why is she Mark Wahlberg? Narc Wahlberg. <laughs> She oh, because uh, she All narcs right. on herself.
1: Oh, now that you've explained it, I find it hilarious.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a podcast joke. <laughs> <laughs> she apologizes to goggles and big guy at this point, right? Oh man, probably. It- the, the fact that they were fighting was never a big plot point for me it wasn't even really a fight it also wasn't a big plot point for the movie yeah because uh, their feelings don't matter but the thing is is that she tells them i'm gonna need your help and then scottish guy says come on dust miss bell which is a line that was written by a very specific person <laughs> that is not a good line to have because it doesn't even make any sense that's not what she wants from you is your eternal servitude, my guy. Like they're tripping over themselves. It's weird. Am I reading into this? I mean, I think so. It was just said so weird. Either you or the writer is the weird one. Somebody's weird. I'm going to choose to believe it was the writer or maybe it was even the voice actor. Maybe he just put some emphasis on it. It was one of those lines where I heard it and I was like, I didn't care for that. Whatever. They build everything. They do three months of work in
1: a day. Industrialization can help you with a lot of stuff, but three months of work in a day
0: is pretty good. That to me tells me that there were some, there were a lot of flaws.
1: Yeah. And in the system.
0: And then after all is said and done, all of the nature fairies are like, well, you should come to the mainland with us now that you've earned your right to go by being useful. <laughs> but she's still like, no, I can't go because we, we just don't do that. She's on board with not going. And so the, and so Fairy Mary just gave
1: her a job. I, for the life of me, can't tell if this is supposed to be a sweet moment or busy work to
0: be able to get her to the to the mainland. I don't know if there's a rule that you're always working. <laughs> It definitely feels like both a sweet gesture, but also the politics of the situation mean that we have to give you something to do on the mainland. So yeah, Florence and the Machine comes back and we get like a montage of them going to the mainland. Not Boyfriend shows up for a little bit before they leave to give her some extra pixie dust, which we find out later is breaking the rules, but whatever. And then uh, Tinkerbell returns the music box uh, to a room that looks very familiar. And if the movie just left it at that, that would have been great. Come on, (laughs) Andy. If the movie just left it at, wow, that room looks like the room from Peter Pan. That would have been amazing. If the movie had just left it at, man, that little girl who came to get the music box looks a lot like Wendy. That's crazy. But then Wendy's mom screams from downstairs, Wendy, it's time for dinner or whatever the fuck. And like, that's ridiculous. Because the next time Tinkerbell meets this little girl... She's a giant bitch. She's a huge bitch. She's like the worst. She's like straight up the worst person. And she almost gets her murdered like five times. And then she tries to get her daughter murdered and it's a whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, Tinkerbell in the Peter Pan movies acts a lot more like the wind fairy and this where she's like really jealous
0: and conniving maybe it's a case of mistaken identity interesting or is it though let's go over to my new criminal podcast serial season four That that is no longer topical
1: andy okay. i'm so mad that you didn't have a fairy pun criminal podcast i'm r-
0: <sighs> small crimes no, it can't be small crimes. Don't be ridiculous.
1: All right. Um, Terrible. It's
0: not even a pun. Uh, for whom the bell tolls. Damn.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. All right. For whom the bell tolls. That's good. I like that as an English major.
0: I like a good subtle reference in
1: my movies. You like a good nod and a wink. The whole nod and a wink. You know what's
0: happening. But then when somebody just smacks you in the face... I don't like it when somebody next to me in the theater nudges me with their elbow and goes, that's Chappie. Yeah, I know, motherfucker. I can put two and two together. That's uh, that's the main character. Oh, really? It's
1: like, okay, have you listened to the new Mabim Bam? No. They talk about the new pilots. One of the new pilots is about a guy who gets mysteriously brought back from the dead. police officer who gets brought back from the dead and tries to, like, go back to his old life, but, like, stuff is wrong. And the guy who brought him back from the dead is Dr. Frankenstein. And it's like, okay,
0: but if he was named anything else, I would have liked it better. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Is, like, even if it, if he was just called Frank. Or, like, Dr. Shelley. Oh, that's good
1: right? But no, Dr. Frank. Or
0: even better, Dr. Wollstonecraft. If you really want to go deep, that was her maiden name. I think she actually, after Percy Shelley died, she went by Mary Shelley Wollstonecraft. That's a cool last name. Right? Oh, uh, and plus she was really goth. So it kind of fit more than Shelley did. Absolutely. So I think she just had yeah. to go back to the basics on that one. Yeah. So yeah, the movie's over, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the movie ended.
1: There's some illustrations that are in like the old Peter Pan style at the end of the movie.
0: They're very good illustrations. I'm really credits. down for them
1: they're they're quite good i really like them but they're not really anything to write home about if it means having to watch the rest of the movie
0: no definitely not if the whole movie looked like that though i think i would have enjoyed it a lot more
1: i didn't really have a problem with how this movie looked except sometimes faces got really weird it's just that such a confusion of themes and like if it hadn't started with tinkerbell being born the rest of the movie would have been so much stronger because then I wouldn't have had to spend most of the movie thinking about the fact that she'd just been born. It could be her first day working and on her first day alive. Uh Like, it could be the same movie if she was a child and then had an education.
0: It's weird to me that fairies are born grown up. Why couldn't she have been born a child fairy and then grown up? The idea that there aren't children fairies is also really weird to me. Yeah, I mean, fairies have no impact I guess on their reproductive cycle since it's the cry or the laughter, sorry, of a human baby that Hey, um, that's <laughs> one of my first notes for the second movie. Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure came out exactly a year after the first movie. So they had a very quick turnaround or this movie was in production while the first one was in production, I which bet makes more sense on it at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense.
1: Oh, that would even make sense as to why that one character was sort of shoehorned in. Maybe it's because he was a big character in the second one, and then somebody from the first movie talked to somebody from the second movie. and was like, oh, shit, we sort of wrote him out. Yeah, we weren't going to use him. We weren't going to use him. We better have a scene with him, or
0: else this won't make sense. It makes yeah, me wonder then who was supposed to talk her into liking being a Tinker if it wasn't supposed to be Terrence. I feel like literally anybody else could have done it, though. Yeah, it's true. Anybody that we've interacted with before.
1: I'll be I'll be honest. I half expected them to drop the changing of the season stuff because at some point she has to fight a pirate, and I can't imagine how that <laughs> matches into this changing season's BS.
0: But it's fall now. So Tinkerbell has been alive for three months like six months, right? She's made it through summer. Right, summer. So yeah, like six months. Well, no, because, yeah, she got there just when spring started. So yeah, six months-ish. Yeah, about six months, probably. So she's been, she, nary a year. There's like a quilt style thing going on at the beginning that reminded me of that good Kirby game. Oh, that's actually the Kirby game that I get maddest at, though, because it's the one where you can die. <laughs> yeah but it's that game is also fucking hard like yes
1: in most Kirby like, games you can't fall off stuff and that game yep
0: <laughs> yeah that game is a bitch D- despite being the most like aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. kirby game in a long time it is a bitch especially if you're trying to get all of the things
1: so as a general rule i don't really hate the Phil Collins, somebody else singing a song thing as much as you do, but- But
0: doesn't it? But man, this song sucks ass.
1: And the singer re- referred to herself in the first person, so I was like, who the hell are you that you're singing this? What does that mean? So I got mad. Anywho, we'd see fairies flying around, there's this- there's the quilt thing, which wasn't bad, but after just seeing the credits of the last one, I kind of wished it was a regular- 2D animated thing.
0: Yeah, I still think that, and I, I guess I haven't said this yet, but I do think that these movies would have benefited from being 2D animated films. There's a lot of callbacks at the beginning of this uh, movie.
1: Get to see everybody's favorite characters. Yeah, you know? uh,
0: we get to see Terrence.
1: I don't remember their names.
0: <laughs> uh, I, Fairy Mary, Silvermist, yeah. Iridessa, Rosetta, Fawn, You're Bobby. These, right. I am reading these. Clank? Yeah, we get to see everybody. Oh, it's so great. I did not know that the Minister of Autumn... Also, they are definitely ministers, so he is CM Autumn. But um, they have names, <laughs> I guess?
1: Sean, so this movie starts for real, which is great. I can't remember how it starts. Literally, I have no idea.
0: Does it start with Terence? I don't Or does it start no. with Tinkerbell? I think it starts with Terrence. This movie has such a slow crawl of an opening. I think it starts with... Terrence, because he's talking to his buddies. Yes, it starts with Terrence. Yeah, it's like quitting time. Yeah, which industry sure has changed Pixie Hollow. They have a quitting time now, and they have a little whistle that tells them that they're free to go. We get to meet Terrence's boss, who's a very large Scottish man, who every time he talked... I would walk 500 miles. I just love that song. But it has to be a very deep Scottish voice like those singers. Otherwise, I don't care. He's going off to meet Tinkerbell, and he's getting made fun of for it. Like, oh. Yeah,
1: and here's my first big note. What? is the evolutionary advantage of romance for fairies.
0: Because it has nothing to do with reproduction. No, nothing they do to each other causes babies.
1: Also, come to think of it, that one guy, the, the guy with the glasses, commented on how pretty Tinkerbell looked. When she got changed in the beginning of the last movie. He didn't comment it, like, as a regular compliment. He commented it on, like, oh, shit, a pretty girl just walked into the room.
0: Yeah, it's like that scene in the movies when somebody, when a woman takes off her glasses, except it's changing into a different set of clothes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I actually thought our original set of clothes looked just as good. But, like, it's her Tinkerbell clothes, you know? Maybe it's just because we
0: know what Tinkerbell's supposed to look like.
1: (laughs) The point is, he had what seems like a biological reaction to it.
0: Yeah, he was definitely, there was some sexual tension there.
1: So there must be a reason for romance among fairies.
0: Maybe they just think it's nice.
1: Also, there must be a reason for male-female romance, despite the fact that most of them seem to be chicks.
0: That's the thing is there are dude fairies, but they are few and far in between. They are like... Yeah, it's it's like a seven to one, maybe. The fact that four male fairies work in the pixie dust job. The male fairies seem to work along among pixie dust or tinkering. Uh, no, because we see them kind of around. Yeah, occasionally, but not as often as the female ones. Terrence is going... The fact that it also that his name is just Terrence is weird. Like what a generic name. It's, it's just weird. It's just, it's never really
1: commented on, because it doesn't actually turn into a romance.
0: They're very clear that
1: they're friends.
0: Which I was very grateful for. I like the fact that they're just good friends.
1: I would be fine with them being good friends if there wasn't this thing at the opening where, like, everybody's making fun of Terrence. Because you don't make fun of somebody for having a friend. You make fun of them for hanging out at a chick's house and pretending she's your friend when really you're in love with her.
0: Okay, but that's not what's happening. <laughs> It kind of feels like that's what's happening. (laughs) Not really, though. Like, it really just seems like they're both just... Like, it uh, honestly doesn't feel like they don't normally hang out that often anyway, right? Because, like, friends who hang out all the time, or people who hang out all the time because one person's in love with another person, whatever. Like, you Mm -hmm. learn each other's idiosyncrasies, uh, right? But they haven't even gotten that far yet. They're, like, people who hang out after work, and then everyone at their job is like, maybe those two should date. And they're like, what?
1: yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just kind of wish there wasn't the people at the work think they should date bit.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely would have made the movie better without that, yes.
1: It seems unnecessary because then I I was thinking about what bromance means for fairies. And then on top of that, there there was throughout the whole movie this idea that maybe they're going to kiss. I knew they weren't going to kiss because it was a movie for kids. What you know? It was like Are it's you not really built talking about as a romantic thing.
0: What? I did not get this at all from this movie. Sorry, I did not at all kids? think that no, that they were going to kiss ever. That never crossed my mind. No, you didn't. You didn't pick. No, up on... no. Really?
1: What? No. Seems so love struck in the first few scenes. I thought
0: no. I The one thing I thought is that every time he opens her door to say good morning, is he's bathed in this, like, heavenly glow. <laughs> yep. I thought that was weird. But because that's from the point of view of Tinkerbell, I thought, oh, is, is, is Tinkerbell the one who's going to be, like, kind of going that direction? He just seemed like kind of an annoying person.
1: We don't have to talk about whether or not we ship these characters.
0: Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. That doesn't need to be
1: what this is about.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, listen... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I didn't sense any sort of romance between them.
1: To be fair, I wouldn't say I sensed it between them. I think what it felt like was Terence is very into Tinkerbell and Tinkerbell was not. Full stop.
0: I just don't think... I feel like they both had their own shit to worry about. Also, I don't know, man. Like, the way Tinkerbell was, like, hugging and crying with the mirror and stuff, that was very much her projecting kind of in one direction i i i think i asked to move on so tinkerbell makes a boat she made a boat oh that's right the boat i forgot about the boat and then she breaks the boat
1: she breaks the boat immediately and she gets down on herself really quick even though that was a pretty good boat and she just didn't need to drive it on land
0: (laughs) yeah maybe she just could have slowed it down a little bit put a little less uh little less wind in the rubber band next time but that this is like her big problem now in this movie is that she just gets so angry all the time about nothing.
1: You know, we don't see that at
0: all in the first movie. Yeah. But
1: we do know that about Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell gets angry very quickly and she thinks her hips are
0: too big. And she blames other people for her problems.
1: I made the hips are too big reference from the first Peter Pan movie. But mm-hmm. I want to establish that that's not my
0: opinion. That is straight up from Peter Pan. You think her hips are just the right size. Andy, no. We can't do that again. I'm sorry. My sister told me it was very
1: awkward when I talked about um, Tinkerbell being spanked. Um, Uh, You know, I didn't talk about that. It was a weird thing for them to put in a Disney movie. And
0: it was a weird thing for you to bring up out of nowhere right now.
1: It wasn't out of nowhere. I was informing you about the stakes of this episode okay
0: okay. uh they're very low stakes just like the stakes in this movie um well you, you gotta stop fucking referencing that thing i said otherwise i'm gonna need to keep it in okay at this point a messenger from the queen shows up uh she's like blowing her little horn and she's like you have been summoned and tinkerbell's like ah shit oh oh, I'm in that big time trouble again. And Terrence, who is optimistic, is like, yeah, probably. So uh, it's it's like, we're getting character. This is character. We know Tinkerbell gets in trouble a lot. Apparently she does have a habit of getting into incidents that have the word incident put after them.
1: Well, she can create stuff and she doesn't think things through very well. These are two traits that are good hand in hand for causing disasters.
0: She's like Robin Williams in Flubber.
1: I mean, yeah, that's a good reference, and also it's funny to me to imagine Tinkerbell as Robin Williams and Flubber, or Robin Williams as Tinkerbell in this movie. It doesn't matter
0: either way. We we get to meet MC Autumn, and uh, the Queen is there, and Fairy Mary's there, and uh, we find out that when Autumn comes every year, uh, that's a season of rebirth. It's when things begin to... <gasps> is it though? I'm just saying what the or movie is said. It? The opposite of that, <laughs> or isn't it? Fucking spring. I guess they thought maybe they couldn't use spring again.
1: They talk about how autumn is. They call it the season of rebirth and rejuvenation,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I think of it as a time when most shit starts dying.
0: Yeah, that's when. Uh, that's when we're getting ready for the cold, for the infinite cold. It's. It's when uh, we we prepare ourselves for for that one season. That's a reference to a show. Um, oh oh i
1: didn't watch one episode of that show the entire time it was on television
0: i watched the first season and then after sean bean bit the dust i was like i'm kind of done i guess that's i was only here for lord of the rings and he's gone so i'm gone i fucking love sean bean i'll watch anything that he's in so rebirth
1: and rejuvenation
0: uh this was when I realized that the Queen and the uh Autumn Fairy don't have legs. They just don't have legs. Not only do they not have legs, but every time they move around, they're literally just sliding like chess pieces. Their waist down yeah. isn't animated at all.
1: They're magic.
0: Andy. There's not even a there's not even like a rippling in the cloth. Nothing. It's odd. It feels like it it feels like it doesn't feel like it was intentional. It just feels like they forgot to animate it. Like there's a point where he leans forward to like open a door for Tinkerbell, but he just, only his torso's moving, the rest of his blower body isn't, there's no like counterweight to his motions, it's super weird. But we get, a, we get a lot of lore about Autumn and how the moon, and there's like a wand, there's a stick, and if the moon hits the stick, then you get blue pixie dust, which is different from yellow pixie dust because where fairies take yellow pixie dust from the tree, To get their magic powers, they give the blue pixie dust to the tree so that the tree can become strong again. Um, So they need it. And you can only make blue pixie dust with the moon at this specific time of the year. And then it has to hit this orb. And so, Tinkerbell, what we need you to do is we need you to take this orb and make an orb wand. Because we can't use the old ones. Gotta get a new orb wand.
1: No, it's part of the ceremony that you have to get a new orb wand
0: obviously and it's this orb is i do not for the life of me remember what this fucking orb is called a moon moonstone so the moonstone is very fragile it's very delicate and it can break and fairy mary like does this thing where she has to count back from 10 uh she's about to be put under with anesthesia with anesthetic so and she goes home and she's like wow i have to do this big important thing did i miss anything a lot of lore gets thrown at us in like those 10 minutes
1: Nah, no, it's, it's pretty good. Um I I like this setup. I like that we're told this thing is fragile
0: because as soon as they say it you know it's going to break.
1: Do you remember when we watched that fucking uh Swan Princess Christmas one where they didn't break the star? Even oh when I my god, about how fragile I know. it was.
0: I was so mad. Whenever a movie says that a thing can break easily, my first thought is like I'm counting the seconds until that thing fucking shatters.
1: The Moonstone actually breaks in a great way.
0: I love the way oh, it's the Moonstone fantastic. Breaks. It's so, I again, I wish it happened a little bit sooner in the movie. Because we but spend it is a great.
1: long time on the wand.
0: We spend a too much time on the wand.
1: I guess she meets with Terence, and Terence already knows about the Moonstone thing, or she tells him whatever. He's excited, and he offers to help her
0: because he studied dustology.
1: He he knows all about um, what you call
0: it dustology that's a line from the movie. right that's from the
1: movie right um (laughs) he knows all about this dumb stupid shit so yeah she she gets his help and see that's why it feels like he's looking for a reason to hang around her for me because
0: he offers to help her
1: because he offers to help her every day for like three weeks come on what if he doesn't have anything better to do i'm sure he doesn't have anything better to do than hang out with the girl he has a crush on andy I what if she's just his only
0: friend? That is really sad because he knows everyone. No, but yeah, but obviously nobody knows him. Oh my god! She remembered his name.
1: So did everybody? I don't. I. Mm, <laughs> I I, I cannot
0: mate. Can we bitch. not? Oh,
1: there's nobody who doesn't remember his name. There's never a moment where somebody is like, "Who's that?
0: Who the or, fuck is this oh, hey chat you. hanging out with, Tinkerbell?" Uh, okay well anyway he calls himself her wingman which is a really weird choice which of is, words that's,
1: that's, yeah. uh, i remember thinking well i guess a kid isn't gonna get why that was a weird thing for him to say we see a fucking they do this cricket gag like three times and it's not fucking funny it's not I funny really mad
0: they only um, do it twice i think mm-mm. no do they do it three times you're right shit
1: because it was the third time that i started getting real annoyed we find out that tinkerbell sleeps in that leaf
0: dress which is crazy
1: it was crazy although i guess maybe she's maybe she has a sleeping leaf dress that just looks like a regular dress yeah
0: because she does mention that one of her other leaf dresses isn't made for travel but also she does make new a new travel outfit bag. She does also make a new travel outfit I assume for the toy line that they're going to be putting out with this movie. The travel outfit looked like it would have been designed for the
1: last movie. Yes. As as a reintroduction to Tinkerbell but not to put her in the sort of ridiculous getup a classic that they had her in in the 50s one. Instead like an updated version
0: with tights with pants. Yeah and shoe, and boots, and a hat, and a poncho that does not last. I am so sad that the first thing lost in the Call of Duty of this adventure was that poncho. You will be missed. I love a good poncho, man. Not enough movies have ponchos.
1: I'll keep that in mind. There's a good montage of uh, Tinkerbell working and Terrence being like really fucking obnoxious. (laughs) He keeps getting
0: measurably worse. It's one of those things where as time goes on, all of the cute little things he does just become very annoying. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, listen, motherfucker, like, I'm trying to do a job. Like, I know you're doing this for fun, but I'm doing this because it's my job. Like, this is my thing that I have to do.
1: Yeah, he's sort of like backseat tinkers sometimes.
0: Mansplains a little bit.
1: way, he mansplains. I'm glad you were a little pointed out because I was looking at that and I was like is he just straight up telling her shit she already knows
0: yeah it's real bad yeah i think he
1: is it's good i like it It, and the thing is yeah they are friends and it's hard to tell a friend to fuck off
0: it is some but sometimes you gotta do it right like sometimes he like invited himself into her house and then he keeps inviting herself he himself in every morning yes so literally every time she's awake he's there They do do this thing where they are finishing each other's sentences about the tea, and that was the one time in the whole movie where I was like, oh, so he is still definitely, like, the boyfriend romance character. Like, he's supposed to be the one that everyone has a crush on. Uh, For a brief moment, I thought maybe Tinkerbell was just going to straight up murder Terrence.
1: See, this is what I liked about this movie, though. Tinkerbell gets fucking annoyed at Terrence, and I like that she had some character there, which is like i'm done with this fool uh she tells him to go get her something pointy for the moon wand while while he's gone she finishes it and then he comes back with a um it's a compass so it has a point on it but first at first she sees it as just a, you it's a know, big round thing big round thing and she gets really annoyed because even though this was just like busy work he didn't fucking do it so she kicks him out Breaks the scepter, and I was shocked—literally shocked—that the scepter scepter broke and not the moonstone. I was like, "What the hell? Did they really not break the moonstone?" And then she kicks the compass, and it smashes Something's the up. moonstone. It snaps and, open. Oh my god! And yes, it's so it just fast. Open.
0: <laughs> it was the greatest thing. Like the whole scene is is choreographed perfectly it's framed and at the moment she kicks it and it snaps open you're like oh right it does that like it was surprising <laughs>
1: yeah. it just like smack and there's no chance there's it's no just nothing could gone. have been done
0: so now this is great this is like such a good place to put your character like she just told her best friend to fuck off and now she's in this position of being in the biggest trouble
1: so then uh what the hell were their names? You said one of them. You said Clank. What's the other guy?
0: Oh, uh, Bobby.
1: Psh, maybe. Anyway, they yes. come by.
0: Bobble. Oh, sorry. The, Bobble. I, that Bobble. makes more sense. God, Bobby's sounds like, bo- fun. I, I was reading. I was reading it off of the screen, just but it's the font is so small on Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, they show up to invite Tinkerbell to like a a theater production. The theater. The theater. One of them says, I can't wait to see that scepter. And Tinkerbell just says, try. <laughs>
0: <Which> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I thought it was an exceptional line. A lot of good. This movie, despite having kind of the same big problems, has none of the little problems. There's a lot of great moments in this movie. I really There's a them.
1: lot more charm in this movie. I
0: yes. Like. This movie felt like it had a lot more passion put into it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, the people who were making this movie really wanted it to be the best it could be uh, for what it was. She has to fix, her,
1: fix the damn scepter, so... And the Moonstone. But she ends up going to the theater because she hears Fairy Mary will be there. And she figures she can find out where the Moonstone came from and get another. Turns out that was a dead end, though. Fairy Mary tells her that there's, there's like, been one Moonstone in a hundred years. So that's no good. But at the theater, there's Daphne from Scooby-Doo!
0: Yeah. Daffy from
1: Scooby-Doo is here to tell us a story. <laughs> and she tells a story about pirates. First time we hear about pirates.
0: We get, and these are human-ass pirates. Not fairy pirates. Human men pirates.
1: These pirates, a uh, long time ago, stole a fairy artifact that could grant three wishes. They only used two of the wishes before they crashed. And the the story tells us tells that this artifact is still around and gives directions on how to find it. And Tinkerbell leaves before the warning, which I love. I, I genuinely love that. And I wish that had really come into something.
0: Yeah, I really would like it if it did anything. But the thing is, is, this chant is described as being like a riddle by the storyteller, but they're pretty clear but directions. It's, it's not a riddle, it's just straight up directions. They are the most north clear directions. Go until you find an
1: island. On that island, find a stone arch... Um, go cross through the
0: stone
1: not What was that?
0: You cross across you the troll the bridge. bridge. Exactly.
1: Yes, Then cross troll, and I think that's and and then find the ship that that the Sunk, sunken ship ne- that never sank. Yeah. Um, because it's on land. Great. Yeah. Perfect. That's pretty straightforward. Actually, it sounds like it was written by somebody who was there. So sort of a sort of a hanging problem in this movie is that. We never find out why the fairies have such specific directions to the lost
0: treasure. In a better movie, this myth would have been the prologue to the movie, right? Like a good Scooby-Doo opening. You see the ghost story happen to somebody else, and then the gang rolls in to hear it secondhand. So there should have been at the beginning of this movie, like pirates with a fairy in a fist, holding a mirror.
1: But it's not such a bad writing that I can really fault it. No, it's because just... It's it's fun. It's dumb. Uh, it doesn't really work, but it's it, it makes it into, like, a genuinely fun movie. Yeah. Which is a lot more than the last one was.
0: Yeah, this movie actually has, like, an adventure, which, it, as short as it is, it was nice. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. A lot of great stuff happens to it. We're introduced to the best-named character in all of characters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And like I said, I mean, they did some cool stuff, like she left before the warning. Now, the warning doesn't mean anything, because the warning the warning is that you can't wish for something, like, selfish or bad things will happen. But that doesn't end up meaning anything anyway.
0: Yeah, because she doesn't get to wish for anything, really. Yeah, she,
1: she wastes her wish, which I also loved because it was so dumb. And it was, like, 100%. Obviously, it is the first time she's wished for anything. Yeah, you right, can't you just know. Just use
0: the word I wish. You got to you got to keep that shit on lock. Yeah. So, we had like 27 days of montage with her and Terrence before they got into their fight. Now, she has 2 days to go to an island. Yep. Yeah. Find a magic mirror, make a wish, and then come back. That is fucking ridiculous. It's like, not enough time. That is, but the thing is, is they could have made it enough time if they gave her a month to do it. Yeah, but if they gave her a month to do it, then I don't feel like she'd be desperate enough to use wish magic. A week, then. Maybe a week. I don't know. I feel like when you hear the words, there hasn't been another moonstone in a hundred years, you gotta be like, man, I don't have a hundred years, I have a week. Yeah, but if she had the week to think about it, she would
1: have just come up with the solution that she ends up coming with up with by the end, which is
0: sort of the first thing I thought of. I don't know. She's kind of a hothead, uh, doesn't-play-by-the-rules type, so... Boy, if only she knew somebody who knew everything about fucking dust. You know what really bothers me about the fact that they just call it dust? Is that that's a drug.
1: Uh, yeah, man. It's a good drug. Fairy dust? That sounds so good
0: it makes you fly dude
1: tinkerbell does not have enough pixie dust to get to the island although i don't know how she knows that because she doesn't know how far away it is she just knows it's north but she assumes i guess
0: well no she she drew a map sure (laughs) she drew a map it had rum lines on it she calculated exactly how much pixie dust she would need i um okay um okay <laughs> she uses a she uses one of those map things to to get the distances a compass are they are those also a compass i believe the
1: if you're talking about the map thing i'm thinking of it's also just called a compass
0: that's crazy that they have two map things that do different things both called compasses yeah both called compasses yeah Maybe, maybe there's a part of the play that we missed where they just give the exact latitude and longitude of the island. Yep, maybe. <laughs> if you sail north towards 136 degrees north and 87 degrees east, there you will find a mysterious island.
1: Yeah, so she goes to, uh, she tries to talk to the, Scot- this talk to the Scottish guy into giving her some extra pixie dust and he won't. And she tries to talk Terrence into it, but he gets pissed at her. Uh, Also, I want to talk about Terrence for a little bit. Let's take a break and talk about T. Good old Terrence, who is mad at Tinkerbell for being mad at him for breaking the scepter. Which,
0: to be fair, was not his fault.
1: It's not his fault that the scepter's broken. But she spent a month on this scepter, and then it broke, and he was there, and she could yell at him. I get that. Yeah, for one thing, you don't demand an apology for that. You just say, it's okay that you fucking blew up. I would have blown up too.
0: I mean, I definitely wouldn't have, but yeah, sure.
1: But like, it was a high stress situation. He was adding to the stress and I can understand why that happened. And I don't like how he's like holding a grudge about it.
0: The problem is, is that I don't understand why anyone is mad at anything. I get that Tinkerbell is like stubborn, but it doesn't make sense that she's mad at him. It makes sense that she blew up on him, but you would think she would go back and go, "Uh, ah, maybe that was a bit too far." And it doesn't make sense that he's mad at her because he knows that that's how she is, that she just that, that she can't control that anger. I think the fundamental problem is
1: this is a kids' movie and they both need to be mad at each other, but neither of them can have
0: done something wrong. Yeah, because they both have to be good characters.
1: Which sort of makes them uh, a little irrational than they really should be. And yeah, more irrational. So she goes to see Terrence, and he won't break the rules for her, especially because she's just asking him to break the rules, and not saying stuff like, I'm sorry, or yeah, I shouldn't have blown up at you. Maybe start with it. He's like the friend with a truck. And she just had a fight with him, and then asked to borrow the truck.
0: And it's not even his truck, though. It's a company truck, so he definitely shouldn't be using it to help her move.
1: Anyway, she doesn't get the truck. So she has to invent a way for, I guess,
0: the pixie dust works longer if it's a balloon. The thing is, is I don't understand why she couldn't just invent a hot air balloon, which I thought is what she was going to do. But instead, she invents a hot air balloon. But instead of hot air, it's pixie dust.
1: Her problem is that she doesn't have enough pixie dust to get to the island so she made a balloon powered by pixie dust now that seems to me to have a fatal
0: flaw in it <laughs> in that she does still doesn't have enough but the balloon somehow gives her enough pixie dust it's more efficient on gas than a fairy is i guess
1: maybe it's because fairies are always flapping knocking it's dust all that off.
0: excess motion and yeah. the balloon just lets itself get pulled in that direction maybe we're 30 minutes into this movie and tinkerbell is leaving pixie hollow
1: She decided to run away from her problems.
0: And run towards a solution. Before she even leaves Neverland, she gets- she runs into, like, a group of fireflies chased by a bat. And one of those fireflies decides to starve her to death by eating all of her rations.
1: When this character was introduced, I expected to really dislike it.
0: Yeah, same. But as soon as I found out its name, I was, like, endeared.
1: Her interactions with- You wanna say his name?
0: Blaze
1: <laughs> uh, Her interactions With Blaze are Shockingly charming It's really cute um, They have a good back and forth Do Tinkerbell and Blaze Including when she meets When she realizes his name She's like oh That's kind of a tough guy name You Kind of a tough guy
0: yeah, great. He does the little put him up duke comes Yeah yep. that's great it's this movie's animal companion, uh, although it, we do know from the previous movie and this movie that animals are definitely, like, intelligent.
1: Also, Tinkerbell already kind of had an animal companion in Cheese, but Cheese always looks a little bit weird, so
0: whatever. And also, Cheese isn't really in this movie at all, so she, he was there with the boat, and, and now he's gone forever. Also, the reason we haven't talked about any of the other, like, nature fairies is because they have not been characters for this whole movie. Yep. We sort of see him in the background of some scenes. Gasping and being a choir. Yeah,
1: they're just not really around. It was sort of at this point that I realized why I like Tinkerbell in this movie, and it's because she's self-actualized. She knows exactly who she is and what she wants. And in the last movie, she did not know who she was or what she wanted.
0: She got pushed around by the plot instead of pushing the plot around.
1: Yes, it made her really not feel like a character. It made her unrelatable in a way that... Is kind of weird because somebody who doesn't know what
0: they want should be very relatable. She doesn't spend the first movie trying to achieve a tangible sense of self. Like, she spends the whole movie chasing labels. And then kind of stumbles into, oh, this is who I am. So Tinkerbell gets to the island. She thinks she sees the, um,
1: archway. But it turns out to be a tree. And then the balloon blows away because it wasn't, um i guess anchored correctly and then i got very mad because in the next scene she's chasing the balloon and she's flying against the wind which is
0: literally impossible well it's not a real balloon tony it's a fucking cloud it's made it's a of pixie cloud. dust balloon
1: oh uh, no i hate it no thank you sir yeah you're absolutely right. take this ready. back
0: no goddamn sense but she- and then the best part is she gets hit by a leaf and then falls straight down like a fucking <laughs> bullet Despite the fact that before she gets hit by the leaf, she's really fighting to fly forward. and then she has a the good dinosaur style dream sequence where <laughs> she does this, she does. Actually. She dreams that she's hallucinating her having a fight with Terrence. That's she, the thing. It's 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 <laughs> And, and this then she wakes up
1: this to be a dream. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, why make it a dream if it why can, a dream if she, if she knows about it like if she knows it's, okay
0: <laughs> so stupid this is i can't <laughs> believe that this is the second time a movie has done this in two episodes it's such a terrible way to do it yeah never make something a dream if it doesn't need to be if it's a dream it's a dream and it gets to be weird and if it's a hallucination it stays a hallucination but you have to accept the fact that your character is fucking insane
1: Or they hit their head or something. I mean, I'm fine with
0: that. Either your character just got a concussion or got knocked out. I've never in my life had a dream. What? Wait, full stop? Wait, what? But I assume that people who do have dreams aren't standing around watching themselves in the third person interact with about and reenact things that they just did.
1: So sometimes when I have a dream, I, I can dream, I can fly. But not very far. I just sort of float which is way cooler than it sounds. It feels really good to float in a dream. One day, or one night rather, I was dreaming and I realized it was a dream. So I went to fly and then I fell flat on my face and was like moaning in pain. And then I woke up.
0: (laughs) But was that all in the third person? No, it was
1: first person, man. It Or I thought it hurt for like a second. That's what I'm saying. That's what a dream is like.
0: Like when I fall asleep, all I am doing is being aware of the fact that I am lying in bed with my eyes closed or I'm having a very intense nightmare that I never remember. Like I just wake up and I know that I've had a nightmare because I just fell asleep and I'm breathing heavy. And then also there's like a sense of a thing that happened to me that I have to double check. Like I think the last time this happened was a couple of years ago at a very vivid like night terror and when i woke up i was like my arms are missing how am i gonna do anything if my arms are missing? <laughs> and then i was like awake awake and i was like that's fucking ridiculous i'd be bleeding out if my arms were missing also they're still here i've never had like a dream like in the classical sense uh but i think that's mostly just because i'm so stressed all the time that i'm either i'm either not hitting my REM sleep or i'm having a night terror so i, I, I maybe i should just be less stressed maybe i should yeah maybe, maybe. Maybe I should get a good friend named Blaze. I was going to say you should go to Owl Therapist. Oh, also maybe, because that owl is a big mood. Owl Therapist is a very good Disney owl. This is probably the best Disney owl I have seen in a long time. I want that owl as like a plush, just looking dissatisfied. (laughs) There's this huge, sort of ugly-ish
1: looking owl. Like, he looks haggard.
0: He looks like fucking, um... This owl has hurt a lot of people's problems.
1: I can't remember his name. He has three names. Tommy Lee Jones?
0: Yes! Yes, Yes, he looks uh... like Tommy
1: Lee Jones. Terrence talks to him about his problems with Tinkerbell. And the owl, through saying who a lot, convinces Terrence that he needs to be the first one to apologize. Which isn't technically true, but if you want to make up with a friend, then yeah, you could be the bigger person. That's fine. And then the Scottish guy <laughs> shows up and says everybody's making fun of him from wearing a skirt. And I yeah. like that
0: too. I feel like you only see this in kids' movies. It's one of my favorite tropes ever. And it's when a person goes to an animal for genuine advice and the animal just does the same noise over and over again but it's always the right thing that the person needs to hear anyway somehow. It's a great trope and I love it and I really wish more movies did it as well as this movie does it. Uh, The owl is perfect. Especially because we don't get to see the owl for a while.
1: Yes, we just see him talking, sort of pan out to the owl. So uh,
0: Tinkerbell is out of um, dust. So she's got to walk. She gets helped by all of the forest insects. Which is nice.
1: Although this does bring up a question. So fairies prepare insects and stuff on Neverland and then take them to the mainland. Or maybe they also do the same thing on the mainland. It's unclear. Anyway, who does it here?
0: Yeah, who trains these? Well, I will say this is that those roly polies are adorable. When she gets when she yells at the roly poly and it like rolls up. It was very cute.
1: Uh, They bring her to the um, stone archway.
0: And her and Blaze are just on their way.
1: And then they get to the I think we could just go down to the troll thing, right? There wasn't anything that happened in between. uh
0: no, no, uh, very quickly, there's a cutaway to the fairies getting ready for the ceremony. So mm. all of these all of the fairies that we have not paid attention to at all in the film get their own scene where they get to show off Bebop and Rocksteady are setting up the like fireworks launcher. Lucy Lou is like teaching little guppies to blow bubbles.
1: Not guppies. Uh, Tadpoles.
0: Tadpoles. The other ones have their own thing that they're doing. Butterflies. Flowers. Here's what they're not doing. They're not realizing that nobody's seen Tinkerbell in a day and a half. Yeah, Tinkerbell. The loudest fairy. Nothing's been destroyed in the last couple of months. Month? Singular?
1: (laughs) Do you think that's why Fairy Mary gave her this job? Get her out (laughs) of the way?
0: Just like, as long as she's doing something very big and important, there's no way she can break anything.
1: Speaking of which, if I were Fairy Mary, or anybody in a position of power, I would have given Tinkerbell... I would have even done this if I was Tinkerbell. I would have had something that was shaped exactly like the moonstone that I could use when measuring. I would
0: give her a fake moonstone. Exactly, yes. So we're at the troll bridge.
1: These trolls are, um... It took them so long to decide to sneak past the trolls. This is one of the oldest tropes ever. Where there's people guarding the bridge and then they start a fight and then you just walk past them. Yes. But they didn't start to fight and then Tinkerbell walked past them. They they fought like eight times before. I just assumed she was going to stay there and Uh, find a legitimate way to get across.
0: Or wait until they fell asleep or something.
1: Because it was so weird that she didn't. The first time when they completely stopped looking at her to yell at each other, I expected her to be gone. But then she wasn't. And I think they just had a lot of jokes that they wanted these trolls to tell.
0: She, she just had a lot of, she was just in awe of their friendship. Of the weird form of BDSM they were practicing on each other.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have to say the magic word. Holds his shoulder, looks deeply into his eyes. I'm sorry. Do you mean it? What a weird interaction to have.
1: Yeah, that was that,
0: <laughs> that it was, was pretty weird. intense. I felt like I was like watching something that was very private and that I should, like if I was Tinkerbell, I would have been like, listen, how about I come back tomorrow? I'm on a tight deadline, but what if I come back tomorrow?
1: Also, it just made her feel sad about the fact that she never made up with uh, Terrence mm-hmm.
0: before she left to possibly die on an unknown island. She snakes past them onto a bridge that makes no goddamn sense. It like winds its way through a bunch of trees and then it ends up at the beach desert. And uh, she's like, wow, we're almost there. And then they're there at the boat. And then they're there. Then they're there. (laughs) It's uh, Terrence has gone to apologize to Tinkerbell and has found out that she is gone. And he found
1: a like shard of moonstone.
0: Yeah. And he was like, oh, no.
1: Yeah, and and he found her plans for the
0: the ship. And the riddle all written down. He's gotten everything. He put it all together. He Sherlocked it. He came up with an asinine conclusion that didn't make any sense with the evidence he was given and then was a misogynist.
1: So she gets into the busted up ship. And it's nice. I mean, there's treasure in there.
0: Yeah, she just ignores all of those Jolly Rancher necklaces.
1: Does she have to fight with a rat before? No, that's after.
0: That's after. Terrence is there for that. Okay, so she finds the mirror. Uh, yes, it's in like a pile of literal gold powder, which I love to keep next to all of my jewelry and valuables.
1: That gold powder really confused me because I thought it was pixie, pixie dust. dust.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Because, you know, they stole from a fairy, so it's not crazy.
0: That they would just have a pocket full of pixie dust.
1: But it's not. In fact, that that if that was pixie dust, it would make sense that they had crashed on land because they could have tried to do the uh, Peter Pan thing. Tinkerbell, 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 Tinkerbell. She finds the mirror. She makes the typical wisher's
0: mistake. Number one, the first thing whenever you get your hands on an object that grants wishes, number one, you never say the words, I wish, um, until you're ready. You throw those words out of your vocabulary. They no longer exist to you, especially when you're holding the object.
1: She told Blaze, I wish you would just be quiet for a minute. So Blaze is silenced for a full minute, and she does not get to wish the the Moonstone back together.
0: Which, by the way, good on the movie for having Blaze be silent for a full minute of runtime. It's great. Um, I kind of wish Blaze would have been silent forever, uh, just because it would have been up some just some higher stakes. But we would have been way too, we we're way too late into the movie for something that, that big of a problem. Like, they, there's no way they could have solved that problem in the time that they had left in this movie. So we just found the treasure and then the, the lost treasure. This is the lost treasure of the movie, by the way. Yep. Uh, and it took us like t- 10 to 15 minutes to find it and we didn't do I anything. Think,
1: well, I think, follow me here, Andy, follow me. I would posit that the real treasure was friendship
0: Uh uh-huh she discovers the the magic
1: ship that doesn't sink candy
0: uh-huh here's hey i'm gonna read you a line directly from the wikipedia article
1: i wish you would
0: she discovers the magic and treasure of true friendship humility and love that's the real lost treasure according to this wikipedia article it's not cited so you know citation needed
1: pretty soon tinkerbell is going to make the second biggest wishers mistake which i am so psyched for but first she sees Terrence, and they have this whole conversation. She sees him in the mirror, and doesn't turn around.
0: I will say that the angle at which she is holding the mirror doesn't make sense to have only him in frame. Only him
1: and not her. Yes. Yeah. They have a conversation about how they're both sorry and whatever. And she says that, she's just like, I wish you were here. And he says, I am here. She says, no, I wish you were here. He says, Tinkerbell, I am here. And so it <laughs> turns out he's there. But- She made the second wishers mistake because she said, I wish you were here and that we could make up or I wish we could make up. Right. That's a huge mistake. Never wish for something you can get yourself.
0: Yeah. You got to anything that you could feasibly work towards or just grab at a Walmart. Don't wish for that.
1: Right. Never wish for a sandwich.
0: Unless you wish for the best sandwich ever. And then you just don't want to eat sand, sa- but then you can't eat sandwiches for the rest of your life because exactly. all of them are reminders sandwiches. of how you've you've flowers of Algernon your sandwich experience. So don't do that either, unless you're just feeling feeling risky. Unless you you like you manage to get your first two wishes perfectly, and you just have the last one. But even then, you could make you
1: could wish for like the best sandwich maker.
0: I don't want to do that to a person.
1: <laughs> well, don't do it to a person. Do it to a robot.
0: Oh, you want? I want a robot that makes that only make but it can't then does the robot only make one sandwich that's the perfect sandwich or does every sandwich the robot make be better than the last sandwich because all of them are the perfect sandwich compared to all sandwiches ever
1: I think it depends on how you phrase your wish you gotta be careful with stuff like that that's the third biggest wishers mistake but we never really get to learn that one in this
0: but the big one is just don't say the words I wish don't say the words
1: I wish just willy nilly
0: But also, I guess at that point she knew that the mirror was out of wishes. Yes. Uh, It's no longer a treasure, uh, so she just breaks it. Does she? Yeah, at the end of the movie. She just pulls the the... diamond right out of the bottom.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, then a rat shows up. (sighs) A rat brigade shows up. A whole brigade of rats. I love a rat brigade. She asks Terrence how he even got there, and he says that he took some extra pixie dust. Uh, because nothing says love like breaking the law.
1: I don't know. For Terence, it's more like stealing paperclips from work.
0: No, it's like stealing a company truck from work. We already had this metaphor. That's pretty dope. Like that's pretty but it great. it is like stealing a p- company truck if you're gonna bring it back.
1: Yeah, it's probably <laughs> fine. You 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 can't give somebody else the company truck, but you can drive it probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he found her balloon too.
0: Yeah, he uh, uh, he says that just as he was running out of pixie dust, he got hit by this balloon. Uh, which means he was right behind her, which doesn't add up with the timeline of events that we have set up. But it's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they fight some rats. Uh, they fight them on top of treasure, on top of a piano, on top of some china. Terrence uses the, uh, the, uh... Shark thing uh, from the, the compass...
1: yeah the compass point is as like a dagger although technically tinkerbell took it out of the compass earlier but i don't think it had a use before now
0: uh she uses it to cut open the bag that the treasure was in
1: anyway it sees some use and then tinkerbell and
0: blaze
1: do some shadow puppetry to trick the rats into thinking there's like a big old thing
0: a big old octopus monster and they run off and then i
1: guess they get on the boat or on the on the balloon
0: Terrence rubs some uh, onto the mast and they get pulled away and Tinkerbell's all sad because like now how she she cannot even come close she can't even fix the orb but she has an idea
1: I got this idea ever since she said way earlier in the movie wouldn't we get more if we had two moonstones and I thought well you do you have like 50 moonstones they're just small
0: I would also like to say by the way that if the whole thing is that they need to have the moonbeams the moonstone at perfect at a perfect angle. What was it? 90 degrees or 30 degrees? Whatever. I don't remember. The moon is very far away from Earth, so (laughs) the light beams coming off of it towards Earth are parallel to each other, which means that if you have an orb, only one part of the orb, which is a curved surface, is getting hit at that exact degree. So it would actually make more sense to have, like, a plate. A flat surface, Like a flat surface, yeah. Uh, But I guess breaking the orb and then having a diamond refract the light works too but you could have just put all of those orb pieces onto a plate and just then help (laughs) the plate up at the right angle and you would have gotten the same effect
1: i think you are um underestimating the amount of pageantry that's supposed to go into this
0: i mean i listen pageantry has its place but they did just break the orb so like do what works and then maybe add some pomp and circumstance next year. But sure, what they did works just as fine and it has all the pomp and circumstance. Although I will say, when she uncovers the scepter that she makes and everyone sees that the moon orb is broken, Fairy Mary legitimately looked like she was going to die uh-huh. of a heart attack at that moment. Some good animation there.
1: Now oh, we're getting close to the end here. The moon hits, the... hits her eye like a big piece of pie.
0: That's, uh, more pixie dust. They get more blue pixie dust. Yeah, they get more than ever. Tinkerbell is so good that she gave them more blue pixie dust forever. And nobody ever realizes that she fucked up and
1: broke the orb by accident. They think she's just a genius and did this all on purpose. Purpose.
0: Uh, So she and Terrence can live with that pressure. Also, there's a point where somebody walks up to the rival and is like... You even you have to admit this is pretty dope, and she says nothing. She has been damned to a life of eternal silence for her actions in the last movie, is what I'm gonna believe. I had assumed they couldn't
1: get Lucy Liu back, but now I guess they just can't get this voice actor
0: back. Maybe they maybe that voice actress was just working on something else at the time. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, the end credits art is some more of that good uh, uh Kirby and the magic yarn shit. Yep,
1: I gotta say again, not as good as the regular 2D animation, but I'll take it.
0: If I had to lodge a complaint against either of these two movies, it would just be... I think they would work better if they were just traditionally animated. Uh, just because at the end of the day, like, Tinkerbell is a traditionally animated character, and there were times in these both of these movies where they would just really zoom in on her, and it's just not the same. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's definitely not... I, it To me... I think 2D animation is still a a more beautiful medium. I think that's fair.
1: But I, I also, just in general, have bigger problems with plot stuff. And I think the second one had a fun plot. It had a lot of holes, but I think it worked. And I think the first one had not a lot going for it, literally, at all. The best thing it had was, like, sometimes the characters were kind of fun. But then we don't see... Those characters, because they're in- always introducing new characters, and so we don't see
0: all of them all the time. That's the thing is, we didn't even see any of the characters from the first movie other than Terrence really do anything. I don't know how I feel about these movies. I definitely don't like them, but they're also not for me. That's the thing. I think if
1: you have a child of a certain age that you would think would be into the Tinkerbell movies, let them watch the second one. And don't get them the first one, because you will not be able to sit through that piece of crap. I just, the more we talk about it, the more I think that, like, there was nothing really offensive in the first movie. It was just not much of anything happened. And at least something happened in the second movie.
0: It's definitely a more coherent plot. It's still definitely way all over the place.
1: It also doesn't, and this is something I, I look out for whenever I watch a kid's movie, it doesn't give a good message.
0: No, neither of them do.
1: It says it's just like, you need to accept your level of talent and you can never be anything else, which is crazy.
0: I, I feel like there there was a good message there and it just got lost in the in the phrasing and the verbiage of the whole fucking mess. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think there could be... There definitely could be a good message in, like, yeah, being a Tinker doesn't seem as glamorous as all this other stuff, but it's a very useful job.
0: The world needs engineers.
1: And also Tinkerbell enjoys it. You know, it's okay to enjoy something that's not, that's not like literal magic.
0: The magic comes from inside.
1: But that is very much lost when you get through this movie.
0: And it's clear to me that the it, these movies were made with a great deal of passion.
1: Yes, yeah, somebody put a lot of effort into these movies.
0: Be- and especially because there's there's so many little things in the dialogue, in the animation that pop out. And you're like, the person who did that really enjoyed working on this film. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have put that effort in.
1: Yeah, otherwise they'd be Brother Bear 2 with all the yes. pine cones
0: photoshopped in. <laughs> yeah. The plot and the script are like, they're fast and loose, but there's, there's something there. I just, Mm -hmm. maybe, who knows, like maybe the next fucking four movies, like they nail a good plot, maybe. Maybe they Um, do. I I did hear from people that some of the later Tinkerbell movies are great.
1: It seems like they're on an upward trend.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the first time that we've walked away from the second movie like, you know what? That was marginally better. They improved a lot. I'm curious to see where the trajectory of this franchise is, is going. Hey, just so everybody knows, the last time we had a sequel that we liked more than the
1: original was Cinderella 3.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, that's right. I forgot about that. I do like Cinderella 3 more than the original i was just checking real quick and yeah it was cinderella 3 so it's been a grip but the original cinderella is a beautiful piece of animation so i'm a little but also it has the problem of being hella boring yeah it is hella boring but it's so pretty
1: uh-huh and so boring though and it makes you want to fall asleep but you can't fall asleep because you decided to do a podcast with your friend where you watch three of them
0: <laughs> and
1: the second one's a damn slog. oh god the second anyway. one is
0: so bad <laughs> Thank you for listening to direct, to video.
1: direct to video
0: VHS? VHS?
1: I've been your host, Tony Robusto.
0: And I have been your host, Andy Reyes.
1: So, let me mention, a couple episodes ago I did say it was iTunes' fault that there were only 10 episodes in the feed, and turns out it was mine. Oh no! Having a website is annoying.
0: Um, wow, well, at least it's fixed.
1: Yep, it is. Now, we should not have a problem unless we come out with 10,000 episodes. Oh, great. Yeah, and, uh, you can find me and that website that, that was causing all those problems at spyretreatments.org and you can find me on Twitter at TheaterBats.
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at royalty underscore Valens. Uh, I occasionally post joke attempts there. I like to think I'm hilarious.
1: Yeah, he does like to think that. Mm you can find a bunch of other stuff for this podcast at direct2.video and you can mail us at mail at direct2.video
0: yeah send us those mail uh if you are the entity known as the city of los angeles come at me
1: yeah we want salty emails from the city of los angeles please and thank you
0: yeah what are they gonna do
1: nothing i don't live there
0: yeah me neither so <laughs> nothing i guess yeah fuck yeah. you guys yeah What? exactly see we don't have to we're not tied down I could burn this place down right now. Why? Well, you're still, if you did that, you're not in Los Angeles, <laughs> but I think it's still a crime.
1: I would move to Los Angeles, the last place they'd look.
0: Oh, that's clever. Yeah. So, uh, big thanks to Lee Rosa here.
1: Yeah, for uh, Planet E off of Trappist-1. That's everything. Read us on iTunes, you, you jerks. Yeah! Next time, we will watch Aladdin 1992.
0: And and Aladdin. And also,
1: Aladdin 2019.
0: 2019.
1: I am the ghost of John Smith. Ooh.
0: Los Angeles is the worst city in America. Every time you go to Los Angeles, everyone's trying to go to Los Angeles. And every time you're leaving Los Angeles, everyone is leaving Los Angeles. So there's never a good time. (laughs) Also, they just have a huge homeless problem and they're not doing anything about it. And it's just so depressing.
1: Now starts our
0: beef against LA, which frankly, I'm for. No, yeah, this is a beef that I can support. Fuck that city.